Yeah. What'd you say, Miguel? Y'all hear him? He back. Hey, that boy Miguel said he back. Man, say he wasn't missing another one, man. So, that, hey, guess what? We back with oh, another. Hi, the underrated right, sports podcast. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We back. We got the boy Miguel back in the building. Man, what's good, everybody? I miss y'all, man. Miss y'all, man. Another week of that heat. You know how we coming. We got the boy Jay Holes in the building. Honey Bun, can you do something for me? Uh-oh, little Quavo. Yes, sir. Hey, we got a special guest for y'all, man. Special guest, my boy AJ in the building, man, out of North Park, man. Athlete, running back, receiver, put him anywhere, man. Do his thing, man. What's going on? What's going on? <laughs> yes, sir, man. Hey, but look, before we get started, y'all know we got to shout out our sponsor, man. What's Poppin' Popcorn, man? Hey. I'm telling you, this popcorn, ask this man Hoes, ask Miguel, man. This popcorn is it, legit, man. It's crazy, man. For sure. All kinds of flavors based out of Las Vegas, but if you don't live in Vegas, you can still place your orders, man, and get it. All orders that are placed, shipping is included. They ship your popcorn in airtight bags, man, where it's still fresh when you get it. It still tastes the same. It's not stale. It's not all crunched up or none of that, man. Uh, you can visit the website, Was Popping. Vegas.com, uh, that's W-H-A-Z-P-O-P-P-I-N, Vegas.com. Uh, the IG, same thing, was popping, W-H-A-Z-P-O-P-P-I-N. Or you can call Jin Jin yourself and place an order, uh, order personally at 331-218-9304. Again, that's 331-218-9304, man. Be sure to get y'all some of that was popping popcorn. But yeah, man, let's get right into it, man. How y'all boys feeling this week, man? Man, we feeling good, bro. Feeling it's spring good. break, man. I'm off this whole week, so I'm feeling lovely. Right. Man, this spring ball, man. I'm feeling outstanding. Yeah, that's sir. That's what I like to hear. Yeah, man, that's what's up, man. That's what's up. Hey, we definitely going to give y'all an interview. Man, at the end, you know how it's saying. Well, we did it last time. We're going to definitely give y'all an interview, man, with AJ. I'm telling y'all, man, this dude is a beast, man. I've been I've been knowing him for a minute now, a few years now, hoes, train him, uh, coach him, you know, all of that, man. This dude, I'm telling you, the real deal. I done seen it with my own eyes, man. The real deal. We actually got some film of him up on us on the IG, man, on the highly underrated sports IG, man. But we're gonna get into all that a little later. Uh, let's get straight into it with this with these XFL uh, week, the XFL week seven recap. We had an upset, man. We had an upset this week, in my opinion. In my opinion, I'm pretty it's, sure it's all the guys, for sure, man. We had the uh, first game. We had Seattle Sea Dragons versus Arlington Renegades. Seattle took that one, 24-15. Uh, we had the San Antonio Brahmas versus the Vegas Vipers. Vegas beat San Antonio 26-12. to That was that was a uh, uh, upset in my book, too. Uh, the biggest upset of the week for me, man, D.C. Defenders, the undefeated D.C. Defenders. Versus the winless Orlando Guardians, man. D.C. lost, man. Orlando took that one, 37-36, won their first game, gave D.C. that first loss, man. And then we had the St. Louis Battlehawks versus the Houston Roughnecks. St. Louis beat the Roughnecks, man. I, the Roughnecks on, like, what, two-game losing streak? Two-game losing streak. They done lost man. three this year? It's crazy. St. Louis been putting something together, man. What y'all boys take away from uh, week seven of the XFL, man? It was a lot going on. Busting, man. Busting. I worked a lot this weekend, but I was able to chime in a little bit, man. Hey, shout out to Seattle staying hot. That's Hoes team. Fifth straight win. Fifth straight win. I think they five and two now. 
And caught a hot hand in the dice game. For sure. Tell you, for man. sure, man. Vegas, say shout out to y'all pulling it out over my boy, man. Hey, I don't even know we can call him my boy no more, uh, Cordell. Hines, my boy, but the team, I'm done with the team. Yeah, the team might be shot, man. But shout out to Vegas pulling it out over San Antonio, man. Oh, look at out Orlando, man. Give it their first win. Undefeated DC. Hey, that's big. That's big, man. Hey, congrats to y'all. St. Louis, man, went into Houston, put out a tough role win. That's dope. That's dope, man. Even though I'm, I'm definitely a fan of St. Louis, man. But you know, uh, Houston has definitely made me a believer. They got some talent over there, man. Hope they can, they can, you know, get it started, kick started, get it restarted back in week eight. Holes, what you got? I mean, overall, the cream is separating from the rest of the motherfucking cup. That's what that is, man. Like Seattle is ascending, Roughnecks is deflating. And, you know, the irony about Orlando is that this the same quarterback that three weeks ago they said was giving away plays, and now he the one in their first game. Facts. The irony, bro. Facts. They tried to cut the man. The league investigated. They said nothing happened. He then came back, put him in the game, and got them their first dub. Boy, that's crazy, you know what I'm saying? Three rushing in, three passing. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Vipers then found them a little secret at quarterback. Bro went nuts, man. He went nuts, man. That's uh, one dude, uh, I forgot his name, man. I know you're talking about I though. forgot his name, too, but this is the thing. He hadn't even played yeah. any significant downs at Baylor, nothing. Yeah, he ain't played. They said he ain't started since high school or yeah, something like that. Yeah, but they, he's been on the roster the whole season, but they were just waiting until they felt like he was ready. And shit, he was ready Saturday. Yeah, he was balling, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Seattle, listen, I told y'all from the beginning, Danucci is a wizard with the football. Best receiver for you, you know what I'm saying? And let me add, they signed my boy Philip Lindsay. Oh, uh, did they sign Philip Lindsay? I didn't know that. Bro. I didn't know that. Formerly of the Broncos and the Colts. I didn't know he That's wasn't. Crazy. He didn't have a job. I thought he was with the. I was going to say I thought he was with the Colts. That was like two years yeah, ago. He when was he left struggling. The, listen, it's going to get real. Yeah. They going into this playoff push. He's definitely an athlete for sure. Oh, man. Going into the playoff hard, push, man. you're adding an NFL, a starting NFL caliber at one point running back to go with the three receivers that you got. It's finna get real interesting. He was just at one of them uh, Colorado uh, Buffs practices, yeah, man. It's Deion get showed him man. on a little practice, a little well-off media. So I'm interested to see how it goes, man. I mean, we gonna see. Can Can Houston get back on the little little win streak? That's gonna be the question for me because it's a tight race. You know what I'm saying between between both of them? Because I'm I mean only the top four teams make it. yeah. So to make the playoffs so. and it's winding down, right? Yeah, it's week seven, man. It's only ten weeks yep. in the season. Then you know semifinals and championship. So. Yeah, we're going to see. AJ, it's what you got, man? Busting. It's about to get busting. Sounds like a pretty good, interesting week. Uh, uh, um, me personally, I don't really be too much into the the uh, social media and uh, everything with uh, spring ball going on. It's kind of sure. a lock-in phase. But from what I'm hearing and uh, after seeing a few highlights, I'm pretty interested in what the rest of the season has in store. I'm definitely going to take a look at that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Playoffs going to be lit probably. For oh, sure, yeah, definitely. for sure, for sure. Uh, for sure, man. I, I, I'm with the fellas, man. I don't have too much more to add to that. XFL was crazy this week. Orlando beating the best team. Hey, that's crazy. But it just goes to show you, man. Like they say, any given Sunday, man. I'm telling you, man. That's how football work, man. Whoever come out on fire, that's who's going to win the game, man, sometimes, man. But, man, let's move on, man. NFL free agency. NFL free agency been crazy. Obviously, we know. What's going on with Lamar Jackson, man? It's a lot of notable free agents still out there uh, looking for teams, um, you know, looking for places to go, man. Uh, people like Marcus Peters, 
You know what I'm saying? It's, it's some it's some decent it's some decent talent that's still out there. Frank Clark, uh, Leonard Floyd, man, it's it's some it's some pieces that's still out there looking for somewhere to go, looking for a new home. Um, but most importantly, um, Odell's still out there. We got a lot of people out there, man. I wonder if Julio trying to play somewhere else. You never know. But uh, what I kind of want to talk about, I mean, we all know what's been going on. We all been seeing moves that been made. But I, what I kind of want to talk about right now is uh, how we see everything going on with Lamar Jackson and how they don't want to pay him, right? But then you see uh, quarterbacks like Joe Burrow, who who uh, the Bengals had, they they said that they were they agreed, both sides agreed to negotiate privately, well in silence and not basically let the outside world know what's going on, man, things like that. So that lets us know that they're planning on paying a quarterback. You know what I mean? And they're going to pay him well, obviously, if they're going to negotiate in silence. So, I just want to know, man, what y'all think about that, man? Like, we see what happened with Lamar, MV, former MVP, all of that. But, hey, Joe Burrow a dog, too. For sure. But his teams treat him right. You know what I'm saying? So, what y'all, what y'all think about that, man? Man, I kick it off, man. Um, Joey B, man, we all know what he means, man. Future them NFL, man, he doing his thing. Especially with all this Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, and Jalen Hurts, you know, contracts, you know, negotiations, you know, up in the air. Man, it's, it's Cincinnati best interest to address this issue early in the game. You know, with the with the Bengals addressing this issue silent early in the game, especially with just three years into – Joe Burrow's deal gives them an opportunity to spread out their salary cap for the next few years. Plus, nobody really wants to be in the same predicament as Baltimore right now with the whole Lamar Jackson situation. And based off Cincy's record, their track record, over the last few years, over the last decade or so, they always treat their quarterbacks pretty well. If you want to base it off of the um, Andy Dalton, Carson Palmer, they play their quarterbacks, you know, according to what the market is. Is going for at that time, so man, I, I man, shout out to Cincy, man. Hey, keep it in house, keep it low key, get the job done, and man, and and stay prepared for the future, man. Shout out Cincy for that, man. I think it's pretty fucking lame, and I'm gonna tell you why. This is mm-hmm. not like something that can't get out. It's like it's all public record eventually when he signed the contract, but it's also part of the game where the owners want to keep that leverage at any point. So this is the difference between the NFL and the NBA. NBA players realized at some point, if we all come together and we buck against the system, we can gain that control. Hence why the NBA players pretty much get everything they want, for the most part, within reasons. The owners still run the show, but they have so much leverage that it's almost a 50-50 split on on the things that they get. You know what I'm saying? Hence the new CBA is favorable, you know what I'm saying? But everybody getting what they want. NFL, we're nowhere near that because players players are fearful. They allow billionaires to dictate them, but at the end of the day, when you realize you're the product and you can't make money if your product's not good, then you can gain some leverage because ultimately you're only negotiating in private because you know that this helps Lamar mm-hmm. and it hurts all the owners as a whole. And what's the scariest thing? When you know you're on the cusp of generational wealth and you can possibly be in the same situation as Lamar. Nobody want to be a martyr. You know what I'm saying? And I respect that because at the end of the day, 
Joey B come from Dirt Road, Nowhere, Ohio. He set behind three first-round picks at Ohio State. Had to transfer. Had an okay first season at LSU. Then rewrite the rewrote the record books. So at that point, I pretty I'm pretty sure at some point he didn't think this was gonna happen. So at this point, he's like, man, I just gotta secure the bag for my family, my kids, my kids' kids, my kids' kids' kids. But if if all the quarterbacks sat down and really understood, they the only people who can change this. Running backs, receivers, even offensive linemen, that you don't have enough cachet to change this. You cannot have a quality organization without a quarterback. You have to have a face of your franchise. You know what I'm saying? Odell Beckham is cool. Odell Beckham, even if he stayed out the way, he wasn't going to be able to sustain a franchise because he's a receiver. Quarterbacks can change the game, bro. So, to me, I feel like at some point somebody got to sit down. But if I'm Lamar, that's cool. Negotiating private. I ain't signing nothing no time soon. Nothing's going to happen with Lamar until post-draft. Anyway, and at some point between now and official count, Herbert, everybody deal got to get done. And when it does, public knowledge, public record. So now we right back where we started. It might be a little worse too. It's going to be worse because everybody going to want more than the last person. Yep. And they better hope Hurts is the first one to sign. Because if I'm Lamar Jackson, cool. That fits my skill set. What money is he getting? That's going to be the question. You know, if Burroughs go first, then her, then uh, Herbert, then Hurts, you're right back where you started. We right back at 200-plus guarantee. Because at some point, I, I, I'm pretty sure if I'm Hurts, he's going to be around that, that 200 guarantee. Yeah. They're going to take care of him. I feel like they're going to take yeah. care of him. And I outdo Patrick Mahomes. Y'all outright number one quarterback. So it's going to be interesting, man. I'm, if I'm Lamar, hey, just kick your feet up. Just chill. <laughs> just wait on it. That's it. You know what I'm saying? What you got, AJ? I think it's pretty interesting, um, but to be honest, I don't really, I don't find it uh, too shocking. You know, Joey B is the type of person that he's the, you know, he's the type to, to go out, you know, on multiple occasions he talks about him like to be a private, like you just said, he's from middle of nowhere. He just likes to be in his own little bubble, in his own little area. Uh, I feel like for him specifically, like, like I just said, it wasn't too much shocking, but I think that for Lamar's case specifically, the only thing that hurts him is him coming off injury. True. Uh, I feel like that plays a a huge factor in his questionability of the same thing with Odell Beckham. So it's like everybody sitting back to wait for their money, but at the same time, the owners got to sit and rely on you just as much as you got to rely on them giving you that money. So I think it's pretty interesting. Yeah, I, I feel that. I agree. Um, I think that, like like Ho said, I think that with it's kind of it's, it's it's corny that the Bengals decided to do all of this in silence. Um, I think we all know what's about to happen. They're gonna pay him. They're gonna take care of him. And I think everybody else is gonna get taken care of too. Uh, before Lamar, and then. It'll be right back, like Jose said, right back in the same spot. And uh, but I, but I do, I agree with AJ as well. If uh, if Lamar, maybe if Lamar hadn't got hurt, then you know what I mean. Maybe if he hadn't got hurt, then maybe he would be paid right now, whatever the case may be. But I still feel like for what he's done for the franchise, mm-hmm. 
shouldn't even be up for negotiation. Like, you take care of him. You haven't even put a number one receiver around him. Like, a real legit number one, you've yet to do that. You exactly. gave him a tight end, you know? Or some old-ass vets. Right, right, right. So, I, I just feel like uh, – I don't know, man. I think with, 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 with Joe Burrow and all of that, like – and then you got to think – Joe Burrow's getting paid like look, they tagged Lamar, so that means that they already Lamar's been with them what five years already. Mm-hmm. They picked up his option already, right? Mm-hmm. Now he's franchise tag. Joe Burrow hasn't even played; he hasn't even played out his rookie deal yet. Well, this is the first year they can negotiate, mm-hmm. you know right? But that's what sure. I'm saying. But it, he hasn't even played out his rookie deal yet. Lamar Jackson played his deal out, got tagged, and all of that. Come on, man! <laughs> like, like well, the, this is the thing, and and this is more. Ravens' fault than anybody else. Third year, after the third year is when you can start negotiating That's what I'm quarterback. saying. The Ravens should have learned from the Joe Flacco incident. Cool. We all know back then Flacco was mid during the regular season because he went into the same situation. They was like, well, you know you haven't done much, but guess what? He won a Super Bowl. So now at this point, you have to pay him double probably on the back end what you would have paid him. But now the difference is you got he's younger than Joe Flacco at the time, unanimous MVP, only the second time. Anybody's been a unanimous MVP. And you still don't want to pay them. But that's cool. Now, the only difference is, my only problem is this. I'm interested to see if Herbert or any of those guys take a team-friendly deal like Mahomes. I wouldn't. That's going to be the – because Mahomes took a team-friendly deal. And when you break the numbers down – Yeah, he's still not it's even – team not even the highest paid per people, year. People was just so caught deal. up on the number. Yeah, the half a B. The number is crazy, but yeah. if, if you look at it, it's over 10 but years. But it's over 10 yes. years, and it, you're right. It is but don't get me free. wrong. He's he's making he's making some oh, bread. Oh, for sure. And it's all backloaded. Yeah, but you know that. He, he made enough yeah. money where he then bought ownership into the, the KC. You know what I'm saying? The baseball team bought ownership into the soccer yeah. team. He's getting 40-something a year. Yeah, so I mean, he in the right direction. But and it's not can, what he should be making. And they structured that deal with – like a bunch of bonuses yes. and all kind of shit uh, on the front and back end of that deal. Yes. Like I think when he signed, he got like eighty million. It was something crazy. Don't quote me on that number, but it was something crazy. Like just a signing bonus and mm-hmm. all kind of workout bonuses, twenty four million and all that. Like they played with the numbers. That's how. I, that's how I'm, I'm knowing. Like there's no way you can tell me you can't afford to pay Lamar Jackson what he asking for because the way they play with those numbers, bro, they can afford to pay anybody what they want to be paid. So like for so in that instance specifically, mm-hmm. how do you separate the difference between making your money and basically taking the team deal? So this is the thing. I think it really comes down to ultimately it's gonna, it's gonna come down to your personality. I feel like, like when you think back of Tom Brady with with the Patriots, he always took a team friendly deal. Like he was never quote on, on really realistically the highest paid quarterback in the league. Because he realized that, you know what, cool, I'm going to make so much money with, you know, marketing and all this other stuff that, you know, the books will manage themselves. But then you also notice on the back end of his career in New England, he didn't feel like he was getting the credit he deserved. He didn't feel like he was getting the respect he deserved. Because ultimately as athletes, data, statistics, salary, all that thing matter, you know what I'm saying? Like when you think back, back in the Kobe career, right, because Joe Johnson was one of the first people to get the bag back. Joe Johnson was the highest paid player in the league over Kobe Bryant for like five years and LeBron James. Joe Johnson was terrible at the time. Nah, Joe always had that work. 
He was all right. He was. He, it was a point where Joe Johnson was getting well, he, he wasn't never like he wasn't never like a Kobe or LeBron, but he had work for you. For sure, he wasn't never like over the dominant or nothing. I, but, see, I get what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? But that's the thing. Where, like, and football players are. I will say this: football players are probably a little bit more arrogant in that nature because it is more dangerous. Your career is shorter. At any point, you can step on the field and it can be your last step on that. So then, when you and football players, locker room is way more aggressive. So now, when you in the in the locker room, where there's more people, oh man, you only make ten of you, peasant. Like that's that's the type of talk that happens in football locker rooms, bro. So now, when you think about it, if, let's just say, and I'm gonna use New England, if a defensive player is getting paid as much as Tom Brady, because at one point it was a defensive player getting paid as much as Tom Brady, that shouldn't be that way. You know what I'm saying? So now you see on the back end where. Yeah, Tom Brady wanted his credit. You know what I'm saying? You see Bill struggling now because he's still trying to run the same ship. So now we got players now that's not doing that. I'm not taking these team-friendly deals. You figure it out. Hmm. Give me a fair market value deal. You got to figure out how to pay me. That's why you see baseball teams, Ken Griffey Jr. still getting a check. Thanks. I think this year was the last time he got a check. Yep. This is the last year of him getting a check. He's like the fourth highest paid on his team. Saying. He ain't even played. And he ain't played in years. Yeah. That's why I like baseball because if you sign me for a half a B, it's your job to figure it out. Now we can talk about this. I take a couple million dollars a year for the rest of my life. You know what I'm saying? We we can figure that out. Guess what? That settles my life for the rest of my life. I ain't got to worry about working. I ain't got to do nothing. Mm-hmm. I just got to wake up on the same date every year. Open the bank account. Couple M's. Hey, thank you. I appreciate you. You know what I'm saying? If you want to structure it that way, that's cool. Thanks. Football owners don't want that. They don't want to do that because they feel like they're more valuable than the actual assets, which is the players themselves, which is the stupidest shit in the world. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I think that uh, the players now, <clears throat> as far as like a lot of players demanding more guaranteed money, um, I, I I mean, don't get me wrong. I want, I want it to work for the players. I really do. But I just feel like with how the owners have been moving, it's damn near only going to hurt at this point. Like, everybody not going to get that, right? No. And it's going to be somebody they're going to make an example out of. And I hope it don't, I hope it's not Lamar. It's going to be somebody they're going to make an example out of that's demanding that money and just going to never get it. And they just going to be like, I right, bet. Go ahead and stay over there, bro. Like, don't nobody. We good on you. Because they don't want to give up that guaranteed bread, man. Sure. They feel like, I mean, I. From a business standpoint, I can I mean I kinda get it. Like, I bet bro, I pay you two hundred guaranteed million dollars and you ain't been healthy for the last two, three seasons, bro. What who's to say you don't be healthy for the next two or three seasons? All right, cool, I get it. But I also feel like if I sign you to this deal, this long term deal, and I give you this money, my my franchise is secure for these next so many years. You know what I mean? I'm taking the chance, it's all the risk, and that's what business is, right? You know what I mean? Taking risks. So I don't know, man. I'm, I'm on the player side with that, but I just, I just don't want to see that. I hope I'm wrong when I say somebody gonna get made into an example. Like, man, I bet we, we putting our foot down right here. I can't wait to see the day when NFL players take that stand like NBA players did. Yeah. Cause you gotta remember, every stretch of the way in the NBA, there was like almost like a little a cool. Cause remember, at one point, they own your rights. Wasn't no free agency in both sports. Right. You know what I'm saying? You wasn't no free agency. Wasn't no all right, I'm finna go test the market. No, this death row records. Mm-hmm. You either with us or you ain't with nobody. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's what sports used to be. 
Now we had to jump that hurdle. There was no guaranteed contracts in the NBA at some point. You know what I'm saying? And it's crazy enough, I was listening earlier to Earn Your Leisure, and they and uh, D. Smith, the player's rep for the NFL, was on there talking about how the NBA got to that point with the guaranteed money. How Larry Bird was the first person to say, nah, like Moses Malone was the highest paid player at that time, but it was all incentive-based. They played with the numbers. So the numbers said X amount of dollars guaranteed, but you had to do all these other climbing hurdles and all this other impossible stuff to get the money. So Larry Bird was like, no, I want the same money straight. I ain't taking no incentives. They eventually folded, and that was the beginning of guaranteed contracts. It's going to take something like that. You're going to lose a lot. It's going to be some casualties of war here. All right? It's going to be some... It's going to be some bills not getting paid and stuff like that, but you got to take an L on the front end to get the major W's on the back end. So I'm be interested to see if eventually NFL players will do it. It's going to be a while, though. Cause, see, you know, my, my, my only my – only, and I, I would love to see that too, right? But see, the way I feel like – the reason why I feel like these owners are so firm on how they are is because they know – at least they feel like something like that would never happen because so many guys on the team. For sure. You got 53. So if you don't want to play, what they always preach, next man yeah. up, right? And yeah. they knowing that, okay, cool, I'm paying y'all, my starters, I'm paying y'all, what, 22? I'm paying y'all 22, 50-something million, right, this season. Or more than that, I'm paying, I'm, I'm giving up 100 and 200 million from y'all 22 this season, right? But them niggas on the bench right there, I'm only spending 20 million for the rest of them. Sure. Out of everybody on the team, I'm spending 20 million total. If that, if that coach is included, 20 million. You think they don't want to make that same to get that two hundred that y'all boys get? You think they you think they wouldn't take that and try to play just as hard? That's a fact. So that's the own that's my only drawback with that. That's why I feel like the the owners got the got these players by the balls because it's always somebody in the league ready to take your spot. It's always another. It's always dudes like in the XFL, USFL, thirsty to just crack a roster like so. They may not be as good. Though. It would it would take for all of the all of the best players in the league, and on the, on every team, you know what I mean. To try to, it, it could work, but it would take the best of the best to to really make a stand. Because, I mean, let's just be honest: if all of the best players stop playing, ain't too many, not too many people gonna watch because not too many people real fans of the game, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's just my opinion, you know. It's facts, though. Hey, but look, so look, while we talking about all that, what? what, what with this, with all this stuff going on about the money in Lamar, what should he do then? What y'all think Lamar Jackson should do? You know they, you know he got so long. I think what to, to like week ten or something like that to sign the franchise tender or something like that. So he got to sign it before it's a date in July. He got to officially sign it, but he don't have to report until like until week, week 10. ten. And he's still he's still getting that guaranteed thirty something for sure. Thirty two so, mil, I think. Right, so it's between thirty two and thirty five, something like that. What, what 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 should he do? Should he should he go ahead and just sign a tender and play on the tender? Should he hold out for his money? What should he do? If nothing shakes after the draft, because I think if he is traded, it's not gonna happen until after the draft. True, because Baltimore has no leverage. So why would I trade you a high draft pick in this draft when I still got to get my team better? Mm-hmm. And then fuck myself over. No, I'm gonna make my picks. I'm gonna build my team. And then I'm going to reassess after the draft and think, you know what? Ada looking real good over here with what we didn't put together. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. You can have the next two or whatever. You know what I'm saying? You can have that because we already got a squad. All we missing is eight. You know what I'm saying? And then Baltimore going to be happy because, you know, cool, you'll take your lumps this season. 
And then you got some some cachet in the draft where you can, you know, bust some moves next year. It is what it is. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But if I'm him, let's just say hypothetically a trade don't happen. I see y'all in July, the day I got to sign. All right, well, I got to sign by 3 p.m. I'm going to pull up 245. All right, I'm going to sign 245. Hey, I'm, I'm going to see y'all in week 10. You know what I'm saying? I'll see y'all in week 10. Because if y'all don't want to pay me, then. Yeah, I feel yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, he did them a favor. By playing on that fifth year option, cause cool, we all talking about the whole agent thing. Everybody talking about the agent thing. Was that a mistake? Playing on that fifth year? Nah, I'm gonna tell you why it wasn't. It was him bargaining in good faith. Mm-hmm. But he got to understand that at that time, you was playing too nice. Yeah. Cause the agent would have told you, "Hey, you ain't showing up to camp. We ain't showing up nowhere." He froze him out a couple days, but then he showed up and he did his thing. You know what I'm saying? Which that's him bargaining in good faith. But that's the thing. They always tell you in business, both sides got to bargain in good faith. That's At no facts. point have they bargained in good faith. They can slander my man's name. For sure. You know what I'm saying? All of, that's cool. Now, we ain't got nothing to talk about. Yeah, it's hardball. You know what I'm saying? I'm with hoes, man. Jerry I mean, McGuire, show me the money. Exactly. It, bro. I'm I'm with hoes. I mean, I've been reading up a lot on Obviously, he's been the trending topic for what? The last month and a half or so? Really? Since he, I mean, since they said he... Could have played in the playoff game. You know what I'm saying? So, so I'm just – I just – I me personally, I just don't – I don't even want him to go back to Baltimore. I just think that they did him too dirty. Yeah. He's a human highlight reel, man. Pay that man. Y'all ain't even put the pieces around him, and he's still producing. I mean, what what faith do you have in him? You know what I'm saying? Y'all ain't even trying to put the people around him. Y'all getting savvy vets that's five, five – that's been four, washed for four, five seasons. You know what I'm saying? And you bring him in. You know what I mean? What is he going to do? Sammy Watkins, what y'all trying to do? Like, come on, bro. It's over with. <laughs> y'all got a good defense, but y'all ain't putting the pieces around him to be able to execute on the offensive side. He's still, like whole said, operating under good faith. He's just doing what, uh, you know, a good person would do. You know what I'm saying? And come in, I'm going to do my job. But, you know, with I'm acting on faith that y'all going to do what right by me when it comes to that time, and they haven't did such, man. So, me personally – I'm with hoes. That date and time in July, I'm going to meet y'all wherever y'all want me to meet y'all at. I'm, hey, I ain't even going to put on a suit, man. I'm going to come with slides on. I'm going to sign this joint. I'm going back to what I was doing, bro, because y'all ain't going to see me. It's over with. Win without me. Show me y'all can do it. <laughs> if I got to come back week 10, I'll suit up for them, uh, them next couple weeks because y'all not going to make the playoffs I without me. I suit enough for nothing. Well, listen, whatever, be, the, whatever the stipulations of it is, you don't know what it practice. is. I will be in practice. I will be a willing I will be whatever they ask me to do. And for me to be able to get this money, I'm checking at 32 mil and I'm gone. I'm getting paid. There's, and, and they and just blame, they need to blame Cleveland. They Cleveland is the reason why all this shit is going on anyway. You didn't gave this man this this crazy contract. Who ain't going to want it? Facts. Especially who, if you know you better. Yeah. Who's not going to want that contract? You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, bro. I'm not, I'm not signing for anything. Hey, man, take that 32 mil. Wait it out at the end. If something don't happen, if something don't shake. But I'm with hoes. It's some, it's, we're not going to hear nothing about this until after the draft. It'll probably be, you know what I'm saying? It's all talk now. But after the draft, we'll probably get it be a little bit deeper. You know what I'm saying? We'll figure out something. But if don't nothing shake, hey, sign the contract. Wait it out. If they can tell you, hey, you got to just be a practice dummy to get that check, be a practice dummy. I mean, I wouldn't do nothing more than that. They ain't going to get none of my skill set for this. You know what I'm saying? And y'all ain't even showing me. Y'all ain't trying to show me. I mean, but you know, it ain't gonna be that sweet though, hoes. You know be. what? It ain't. I'm gonna tell you what. They can't make them play. They can't make them do nothing. But, it, but they make. But I'm saying it's something they got to come with that. Hey. Insert Brandon Marshall in Denver swatting down footballs. 
Facts. Okay. You can't make me do nothing. Because okay. I've done the bare minimum, which is sign the contract and attend practice. Well, if that's the case, like Jalen Ramsey, you niggas ain't my he, back hurt. If he gonna get a free thirty-two mil like that way, hey, I'm with you, bro. They they all, I mean, the only thing they gonna do is fuck him over in the back end, franchise tag him again. So now you got Cal Mouse. But him. I thought this was the last time they could do at it. F, I thought he say this the first franchise tag. You can franchise at least twice. It's just gonna cost him more next year. That's I all. just really hate, man, that they doing my man's like, man, let my man's go, man, let them wings spread, man, let them do his thing. I honestly want to see him and watch it. I've been telling y'all that for the last couple of weeks, bro. Sure. You've been on that for sure. Yeah, I just want to see that happen. You know what I'm saying? Great defense. They just missing the quarterback, man. I think that, that he can do that with. But Lim, ben, what's his name? Great ben defense. Being enemy. You know what I'm saying? Hey, man. You said they got a great defense, bro. I do. I think so. I think they front four is arguably one of the best in the. the, the the NFL, as far as defense standpoint, yeah, still need a back seven kid. They do. I, I feel it, like uh, I think the uh, Ravens they're almost in a, a, a similar predicament as the Bears, to be honest. To whereas they got a talented QB, but there are more vital pieces or parts on the team that you need to fulfill. Or like Bears specifically, you need. Defensive, you need secondary, you need O line. Like, hey man, don't sugarcoat it. We need a whole new, we need a whole new <laughs> they need joint. Yeah. Quarterback. yeah, we need a whole new joint. Don't sugarcoat yeah, it. I'm a Bears fan. I know what you're talking about. And it's like, you and you're stuck in between. Okay, do I work towards building a team around this specific one player, or do I take this player, move him to get more pieces? I mean. I get what you're saying, man. Like, I mean, everybody gonna have their own opinion about this thing. For you sure. know what I'm saying? That's just how it is. Everybody, you yeah. know, opinions is like what everybody know. You know, they like we all got them. You know what I'm saying? But it's just like what's right, though. You know what I'm saying? Pay this man, it's bro. Right, yeah. it's I always go back to the race car and the driver. You can have a billion dollar race car, but if you get a thousand dollar driver, it don't matter. Hey, that's a good Does not matter. I ain't heard that one, but that Does definitely makes sense. He don't know what to do with the car. No. He getting there, it's all look for him. Mm-hmm. He don't need nothing to turn it on. <laughs> you know yeah, man, I think they should pay him, man, for sure. But if not, I'm I'm, I'm in agreement with everybody else. If not, all right, cool. You don't want to pay me? Say less. Then I'm not going to come come there in July. I'm going to show up. I'm going to sign that paper, whatever I got to sign, and I'm going to holler at y'all. I'm not coming to count. I'm not coming. Don't expect to see me week one in the opener. Don't expect for me to start. Don't do none of that, bro. I'm not even going to play this season. I'm going to come come pull up to practice week 10. I'm going to still be doing my thing, working now, you know, oh, for sure. staying in shape, just ready. keep it tight. But I also feel like doing that could do one or two things. One, like Ho said, force them to kind of play cat mouse, franchise tag them again. Two, I feel like that'll put more pressure on them to trade them because they probably feel like, okay, cool, well, we ain't getting nothing. That, we ain't got nothing else at quarterback. We need to do something, bro. We're going to lose these games. Put some pressure on the GM. Put some pressure on the coach. Put some pressure on start losing them games. Put some pressure on some people because they're not going to win without them. All I'm going to say is this. You start off the season 0 for or 1 for mm-hmm. Well, that crowd going to lose their mind. Man, mm-hmm. what? That's what I'm saying. That, that, the eight jerseys going to be everywhere in the stadium booing. You know it. mm-hmm. It's going to get real They're going to have Lamar signs and all kind of stuff in the stands. That's going to put that pressure on them, so they're going to have to do something. They're going to have to either pay the man or trade the man. My man's going to be sitting on the sideline with them nappy braids and them uglies on smiling. Like, That's nigga, what it they all owe to, me. Man. I'm going to keep throwing it out there. And, and it's going to tie into what we're going to talk about in the next segment. You know, It's all going to tie together, bro. 
Right, well, let's not waste no time then. Let's not waste no time. Let's get right into it. Uh, let's move on, man. Obviously, we know we had uh, last weekend, we had the Final Four Men's and Women's uh, College Tournament, man. It's uh, March Madness. has been going crazy, man. It's April now, but we had the Final Fours and the National Championships on both the men and women's side. Uh, for the Final Four and the men's, we had San Diego State. Uh, beat number five San Diego State beat number six Creighton 57-56 one point great game uh, then we had uh, FAU beat uh, Kansas State 79-76 and then we had on the other side we had number five Miami beat number two Texas 88-81 a lot of people did not see that one coming and then we had number four UConn beat number three Gonzaga they beat the Brace off them niggas, put the belt to them boys, 82 54. Uh, so that's the final four games that out of the, you know, with the final four, we had um, San Diego State versus FAU and Miami versus UConn. So we had 5 9 versus 5 and 5 versus 4. They were really already saying like this was one of the weakest final fours ever because there were no number one, no number two seeds, no number three seeds. They were saying. Yeah, in fact, they was uh, they were saying like this one of the weakest Final Fours because it's all underdogs versus underdogs. Whatever the case may be, I enjoyed it. Um, man, that San Diego State, number five San Diego State versus number nine FAU game was crazy. Uh, shout out to the, the the kid, man. I forgot his name, man. Yeah, was busting. Hit the uh, he he was he wasn't shooting well that night, man. But he hit that game winner, man. They, uh, San Diego State took that with seventy two seventy one over FAU, and then um. Shout out uh, John L. Davis, man, from FAU. Miguel, I told you he was hooping Gary in the Master brother, League. Gary I told you he was hooping in the Master League. Semi confirmed it last week, didn't he, Ho? For sure, he definitely I told you. You know what I'm saying? Uh, then we had number five, Miami, versus number four, UConn. UConn beat the brakes off of Miami. UConn pretty much ran through this tournament, yeah, man. they ran through it, bro. They beat uh, Miami 72-59. And then the national championship, which was last night, I didn't watch much of the game because I already knew what was going to happen. <laughs> Number four, UConn smacked San Diego State 76-59. Uh, on the women's side, we had – That's what the show was. Oh, yeah. The yeah, show, show, show was. Yeah. For sure. The show, For listen, sure. I ain't never been this interested. Yeah. Man, well, all right, man, so, so I'm going to let y'all get y'all take on the men's first, <laughs> then we'll go to the women, man. We'll do it like that, man. What y'all boys took away from this uh, last weekend's action, man, including yesterday, man, the final four on Saturday. Then we had the uh, national championship yesterday, man, Monday night. Man, you kind of been holding it down. They've been holding it down the whole tournament. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna lie. You know what I'm saying? Um, they got a true players coach with with Hurley. I think he's mm-hmm. he won a national championship with Duke as well, right? And as a player, and now he's a head coach. That's right? the other. Oh, it's Hurley, a brother. It's the brother. It's the brother. But okay, it's, it's but the family, the yeah. family. I think the dad is a Hall of Fame high school yep. coach. You yep. know, his brother obviously won the national championship, like Holes just said, and now he entered the you know the family you know tradition with winning the national championship. So that's dope. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to UConn. You know what I mean? They did their thing. They beat the brakes off of Arkansas. I gave them way. They they got my respect when they did that. Y'all low on my hog. You know what I'm saying? By heart. You know what I mean? Eric Musselman. You know, shout out to y'all. It was over when, when he took that shirt off. It was over for Arkansas. Yeah, that boy must yeah. have been musty. First off, uh, first I'm gonna be the first. They my team, but I should be the first to roast their ass too. Cause y'all shouldn't even have been. Y'all did all this mess to get to the Sweet Sixteen and took a belt. Y'all got belt. Don't say it. Ass. Yeah, don't say it. You kind of did they BTA thing, man. boys belt. 
But you know what I mean? On, on the opposite side, though, you know, San Antonio, I've been kind of watching them because I, li- I like them. You know, they're scrappy. You know what I'm saying? I That Final Four game, I kind of was going with FAU because mm. of John L. Davis, uh, uh, Cordell, because, you know, right around the corner. For sure, for sure. Gary Potter, Gary Indiana. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, they a San, a San Diego State. I think they was down, what, 12 to 14 points a half. They came back. You got the buzzer beater. It was just a pitch-a-perfect shot. You know what I'm saying? It was just a – Man, like you couldn't even call it a storybook ending. You know what I'm saying? It was just amazing. But when they got to that natty, it was different. You know, UConn, man, they held it down. The so, lights came on. Yeah, for sure. So I, that's pretty much it, man. UConn, y'all deserve it, man. Shout out to y'all, man. Congratulations. Them lights is bright and hot, and San Diego could not take it. What? I mean, overall, that's what I'm gonna say. People gonna call it a weak tournament, but this is what you get when NIL and transfer portal evens the odds. You're going to get more parity. It's a reason why we didn't have no number one seeds. Because the big dog's not running the show no more. The money runs the show. And I really tried to explain to people, like, some of these little small towns and cities that these colleges are in, they got more millionaires and billionaires per capita than a big city. You know what I'm saying? Like a place like Kalamazoo, Michigan, where I know some people who stayed up, they got a gang of millionaires. Facts. And when you and when you look at it from a population in comparison to a percentage type that, it's the reason why they got Imani Bates to transfer from, from Memphis to Eastern Michigan. Because the bag's up there. NIL and Transfer Portal has evened the game. So now where Duke, North Carolina, and all the, the traditional blue bloods will have 10 All-Americans. And they're fighting for... 15 minutes or 10 minute scraps and all that and then you couldn't transfer because you didn't get to sit out nah I ain't got to go to Duke or North Carolina I'm a baller my skill set says that oh and guess what they're just going to pay they're going to pay me between a half a million and 1.5 just to do what I was I would have had to do for free a decade ago so now you get number 4 seeds beating on people number 5 seeds beating on people you get Princeton running the table they get into the Sweet 16. You get those type of things. You know what I'm saying? And to me, it makes it more exciting because now you got a coach. If you don't know how to coach, belt to ass because sure. everybody got dogs now. So I love it. You know what I'm saying? I love seeing it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm a fan of it. I, I'm a player's guy. I am not a system guy. I bunk the system. Let's go. Let's get these boys, get them in their bag. You've been doing it for free for a long time. So that's all I got. I love it. All together, I just truly don't understand the 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 that portion of it to where it's like you got a, a championship full of underdogs. You got a team that's that beat people that you didn't expect to win. So now you don't know what's gonna happen. Like you you going in the games expecting people to win, going in the games like with the 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 dogs that's you feel me that win every year, I just don't see how you find that interesting to go in the game knowing there's a bigger chance that somebody's gonna win. You got what two games on each side, women's and men, and you you don't know what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Untraditional. Now you gotta watch. Yeah. And the the I think the 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 biggest part about this too is craziest part about this the women's side got more views than the men's. Yep. Yep. Hey, nah, it was it was cracking though, bro. Highest yeah, it was viewed cracking. game in NCAA history, yeah. men's or women. It was cracking. Almost ten million people. 
Yeah. Watch the women's championship. Yeah. Highest viewed basketball game, period. I tuned bro. in. I tuned in every second of that joint. Listen, man. XFL game was on. I had the XFL game on the TV. And I had the girls on the iPad. And at one point, the game started getting tight. Hey, let me flip this. Facts. Let me put these girls on the big screen. Put this XFL game on his iPad. You know what I'm saying? Facts. Because I need to see this. You know what I'm saying? That's the difference, though, man. People are, you know what it is, man? People are just traditionalists. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And they front runners. Let's just call the spade the spade. People mm-hmm. are front runners. You know what it is, too, though? Like Kate, she hope not even just her, that the, the, the talent, the the the, the passion, the yeah, bro. everything like intertwined with what's yep. going on in that game. Like, yeah, you got she's a you got ballers on the court now. Facts. For real. You True got females balls. dropping thirty points. Easy thirty. Yeah, yeah. Bro. I'm gonna tell you who upset. Female dropping trips. Vegas is upset. Oh yeah. You can't control the spread. Mm-hmm. You can't get like we already know when Vegas is unhappy. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You the know, world things of sports gotta, is unhappy. There you go. You know what I'm saying? Ain't no money being made Mm-mm. when things yeah. are unpredictable. Facts. Well, that's real. That's why That's why this was probably one of my favorite tournaments. I sure. mean, I'm a, everybody know me. You know, I'm a fan of the underdog. I'm always rooting for the underdog, man. So, with this tournament, man, it was a little bit different. Like, I was cheering for FAU the whole time because, like Miguel said, you know, we got somebody who not far from the crib, somebody who, you know, around, from around the way. Um but man, I'm always cheering for the underdogs. You know, I don't care what game it is. I don't care if it's a one versus sixteen. I'm, I'm cheering for the sixteen just because I like to see the upsets, bro. I like to see people who they who feel like they don't they feel like they don't belong there. Show people like, nah, I'm, I'm here and I'm gonna be here for a minute. Like I'm supposed to be here. Yeah, bro, that was uh, yeah. dope. Yeah, I, I I rock with it heavy, man. So, hey. If we get like, and I agree with Hoes too, man. That transfer portal, man. Showing y'all something, man. Even the odds. That's why that boy Nick Saban was so tight, man. He hate that. He mm-hmm. hate this, man. They hate them, 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 them powerhouse school. They hate this. Mm-hmm. They hate this because now it, it, man, bro. You don't know what's gonna happen. Man, he just said it. The best players in the in the is spread, literally spread across the whole country. No. I feel like one of the best players in the 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 uh, country or well, basketball, men's basketball specifically, ain't even in one of the best conferences. Jordan Jelly Walker, for sure. Bucket, for bucket, sure. and what he doing? And now yeah, all that making mm-hmm. bread off wherever he at. Yeah, and I like that they giving these plays. How you ain't gonna like the fact that ain't, it was so dope to not see some of the traditional teams? To yeah, me. like no Dukes, and yeah. they was mediocre all season. You, you know what I'm saying? No Kentuckys. You have you know to be saying? beyond a casual fan. Yeah, facts. And you got to yeah, really facts. understand the inner workings facts. to yeah, appreciate facts. this, bro. Yep, yeah. yep, yep, yep. I you know agree. It's it's dope, though, to see that they ain't getting the top of athletes no more. I know that that sounds like some hating shit, but uh, it's also nah. – it's, it's, it's You know what I'm saying? Because, like, I think, like, Nick Saban and Cal, uh, Calipari, like, they was – you know, they ain't have to do too much talking. My school going to represent. It's now with Now, with this portal – Hey, y'all ain't getting it done. Now I feel like the head coach got to step in and be like, "Hey, man, this is what our program, you know, provide." You know, I, don't, mm-hmm. I honestly don't think that I ain't been a superstar athlete like that, but I just don't think the head coach partakes in some of the recruiting that heavy because they the program gonna speak for itself. Either you gonna come or we gonna move on without you. Yeah. Only, only big in, in the college level, you got to be a big fish for the for the head coach mm-hmm. yeah. to step out. And join into the shenanigans of recruiting you. But with that portal, hey, oh, everybody getting it. You think Nick Saban ain't see Dion kill that shit in the portal? Oh, hey, let sure. me start. Let me start uh, inviting some of these cats to my house and let my wife or my maid cook them a meal or something, and let them know that hey, Saban, man, we we hey, we want you here. Hey, man, he wouldn't have did that two, three years Hell ago, no. boy. 
Man, look, if they had transfer portal when I was in college, I'd have went to a new school every year, bro, just because. <laughs> I ain't going to cap. I would have kept transferring. <laughs> just to see what every school like, man. I ain't going to lie. But, man, moving on, man, that women's tournament, man, the women's final four, we had uh, number one, South Carolina, who I had man. winning it all, versus number two, Maryland. They beat them 86-75. Uh, then we had number five Louisville versus number two Iowa. Iowa beat them 97-83. We had number one Virginia Tech versus number three Old State. I know who who holds was cheering for. <laughs> Old State lost 84-74. Nice, different for football. <laughs> then we had uh, number nine Miami versus number three LSU. LSU won that 54-42. So then uh, that was for the Elite Eight. And then in the final four, we had South Carolina versus Iowa. South uh, Iowa surprisingly beat number one South Carolina. It was surprising to me, I should sure. say. Um, Iowa was balling. Well, I say uh, Kaylin was balling. Um, Thirty ball. Yeah, she went crazy. Walking. Forty ball. Walking. She, she was going she was, crazy. She was going crazy. For <laughs> Kaylin sure. Curry. And then uh, number three LSU versus number one Virginia Tech. LSU took that seventy nine seventy two, which set up the national championship. LSU versus Iowa. Three versus two. LSU took that 102-85, which I was happy about that. I did not want to see Iowa win. Granted, I did want to see Caitlin Ball, and she, she did, did that, that for sure. She did but I did that. not want to see Iowa win. No, uh, no. I wanted to see LSU take it, and they took it. So, uh, but man, as we all know, I'm getting, you know, just go ahead and address the elephant in the room. It was a lot of backlash behind, um, you know, a couple way uh, uh, the way some of the players were. Uh, was celebrating after the game, specifically Andrew Reese, man, with with her doing just being a competitor, man, and Facts. doing pretty much everything that Kaitlyn has done throughout the season or the other teams in the tournament, doing the little John Cena, you can't see me all that, pointing to a ring finger, things that male athletes do all the time. All the time. Mm-hmm. You know, things that as a competitor you just do, man. When you put in all this work mm-hmm. and, and you out there clowning and your team winning, you going to feel yourself. You can ask hoes how I used to get out. I've done worse. I've done way fact. worse. You feeling yourself, you feeling yourself because you put the work in. You're you supposed to be here, you know. And, uh, you know, it was a lot of backlash behind that. So uh, I'm going to just throw it around to the guys, man. Um I feel what like what y'all think uh, about. Oh, my fault, my fault. What y'all boys think about for one? What would y'all take away from the women's tournament in general? Uh, I know y'all kind of spoke on that, but just what would y'all take? Because it was this was the most viewed uh, women's tournament ever. Most and, viewed tournament game ever, men's or women's ever. Get them, get them, women. They credit lit ever, bro. Super lit. And uh, you know, so so what y'all boys what y'all boys took away from the entire tournament? What did y'all what games did y'all catch, you know, from the games that y'all did catch, what y'all take away from it? And then also with this uh Andrew Reese stuff, man, what we gonna we 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 gonna get into that as well. But I I first wanna know, what did y'all boys take away from this tournament, man? Was it as lit as as you thought, or was did it exceed your expectations? What 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 did this tournament do for you? Uh, I'm about to say you had you had something to say, Jason. Go ahead. I wholeheartedly believe that with Caitlin them, Angel Reese them, all of these 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 outstanding players are doing in college specifically for like the world in general is the same thing that Curry was doing for the league. Mm-hmm. Like he's there are changing the game for women specifically. Mm-hmm. That's hard. Think, That's hard. Like it's 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 a it's not just it's it's not just a different look at the the level of performance 
it's a different look at how the game is being played. Like you just said, like the talking, the competitiveness, mm -hmm. like everything is being amped up, the skill set, like everything is just being is taken to a whole nother level. Nice. And I think a lot of the vast majority of everything, like the backlash and everything coming from that is from the, like a vast majority of the people that don't understand, like, or ever really played or been in that fire or that heat. Yes, exactly. Like, yes. As an overall, though, for yes, that cool. tournament, I feel like these women are changing the game. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. I agree for sure. Well, you know, I kick it. I yeah, got so much, much to say much. about this joint. Yeah, hey, just, first just, just what you think about the tournament first. We'll get into the other no, stuff. Okay, after that. hey man, turn it. <laughs> yeah, you know, he, he ready to go. Boy ready, man. He ready to go. I know him. I'm because he ready it, to go. because it was just, it. it to answer your questions, to answer your questions, you asked, "What do we think of it? Did it was it busting ultimately, or was it exceeded my expectations? It ultimately exceeded my expectations, bro. Sure. I'm not gonna lie to you. Some people be like, well, I expect, I ain't expect that, bro. I ain't gonna lie to you. I ain't That's tuned right. in. I have not tuned in this much to women's basketball. I'm really bogus. I ain't gonna lie to you. No." Cause I'm a podcast. We I consider ourselves podcasters now. We fix 15, 16 episodes in, bro. We 17. in there. Seventeen in. We hey, we legit with it, bro. And we I did not chime in to women's basketball. I tell you right now, your boy Gail's here, highly underrated sports. I'm in I chimed in from start to finish from here on out I'm in because sure. it's so dope. How the fact that and I just learned this like we was talking about earlier, hoes like these they have to stay yeah. all four years. Like well, we got another, graduated. we got another year of Caitlin, Caitlin, Caitlin Curry Clark. We got another year. Of we got a, we got another year of of Angel Reese. You know what I'm saying? You know Don Staley, man. I love what she doing in South mm -hmm. Carolina, man. I love what she doing, and it really hurt me that she did not go because I really wanted to see the LSU and South Carolina rematch because they That'd they played in the SEC tournament as well. That would have been, been crazy, man. And. I really hate, but you know what? Hey, I will have their number, man. And Caitlin Clark, man, she do she did her thing, and um, it, it just it exceeded my expectations. Uh, Cordell, to answer your question, man, it's busting. It's up from here. I'm I'm tuned in. I'm looking at who going where. I'm probably gonna chime back into the McDonald's All American Female Highlights to see who going where. And, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, I'm in tune. My boy say he locked I'm in. I'm in tune, bro. I'm in tune for sure. Hey, hey you sound excited as fuck, Definitely, bro. Definitely, bro. Because they excited. because it was they really got game. Yeah. I mean, legit game. It wasn't. It, it and I know that sound bogus, bro. Because no, I be putting us men as a, to a it's higher not, level with it's, that. It's but just dude, they look so man. They was balling. That's all I'm gonna say. You gotta remember, I'm from the West Side of Chicago. Oh uh, yeah. So yeah. I didn't seen some female hoops go. I grew up right around the corner from Marshall. So I didn't see. I remember when Candace Parker came over to the play Cappy Point Dexter at Marshall. It's mm -hmm. different, bro. I've I've seen. Ultimately, what we consider Candace Park is a goat. Mm -hmm. I didn't seen it in high school, bro. So I ain't been this excited about women's basketball since being able to witness those things in my neighborhood and things of that nature. So it's great to and, see now. And, and I do want to. I will see because you mentioned out west, so I had to get a shout out because she personally trained my son in basketball, Coach Foster. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Everybody mm -hmm. who I talk about with Coach Foster, man. They say that she is a legend mm -hmm. out west. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And she's she coached my son. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. She's coaching men ball, man. And these men are looking at her like, man, that like that. Like they talk about her like she Phil Jackson. If you know the game, 
It ain't nobody you can't coach. She got it too. And she ain't playing with them kids neither. Every once in a while, you're going to get somebody walking there with an ego. But at the end of the day, I just forgot more than you know. Mm-hmm. So it's in your best behalf to just listen mm. and pick up the gems. That's but ultimately, at the end of the day, man, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm already prepared to see I, does Iowa come to Northwestern this year? That ain't nothing but a 20 minute ride up north of me. You know what I'm saying? Them tickets don't cost none. So let me go see this in person. Because I ain't seen it in person yet. Let me see how she responds to losing in the natty. Let me see these things. Like, you know, because I love it because I like that fieriness. You know what I'm saying? Like, as a player, I wasn't over the top fiery, but once the switch was on, it was on. But I, you know when you see somebody who looks for the extrinsic motivation. And Angel Reese is one of those where it's like, cool, give me some bullet, bulletin board material. Somebody say something so I can gas myself up. I'm a ball regardless. But I'm just waiting for somebody on the other side to say something so I can put it in my memory bank, and I'm finna let it out on you for four quarters. And I love that. You know what I'm saying? I love seeing women's sports going in that direction because I have the front seat to be able to see the growth of just female athletes from the high school perspective because I've been working in high school for 10 years. So I've watched as, like, we go from more prissy to more, okay, damn, she a freshman, but she a dog. Hold on. That's real. But she ain't never played this, but she she dominating. And we got a couple freshman girls, sophomore girls at our school right now. You know what I'm saying? One of our best players on our girls' varsity team, she a freshman. Baby play flag football. She play softball, and she a hoop. And she dominating all three. She ain't never played softball in her life, and she dominate. And she go to the cup with ease. You know what I'm saying? She just got ranked one of the top freshmen in the state. And if you know anything about Illinois, where you come to get some hoopers at? You know what Thanks. I'm saying? We top three in the nation if you're going to come get you some. You know what I'm saying? The nation. You know what I'm saying? A little different, bro. So, I love to see it. You know what I'm saying? I love it. And I love the women not being afraid to get out there and scrap. You know what I'm saying? Just like the boys do. You know what I'm saying? I love it. You know what I'm saying? It's dope to me. That's facts. I, I love it, too. Uh, man, I'm going to be real. I'm kind of like Miguel. I, ain't, I don't want to sound bogus, but I wouldn't really. I, I would watch South Carolina for sure. For sure. But that was more Don Staley. Right, right, right. Than anything else, you know what I'm saying? I would watch South Carolina for sure. Um, I watched like a – I think it was last season. I watched South Carolina. I watched uh, some Ole Miss games. It was a few schools I checked out. They were pretty much all SEC schools, though, uh, as far as on the women's side. But this year, Mm -hmm. man, it's been different. And I agree with AJ as well. Like I feel like, like he said, that was he made a great point. I didn't even think about it like that. Like they doing everything that like Steph Curry and them boys did when they came in the league. They changing the game for women. They really putting the world on notice. Like yeah, we might not be out here dunking and all of that, but we still hooping. We get to it, right? And he's doing it at the college level. Exactly. We still hooping. We still hooping, man. So man, you watch Kayla mix somebody up, hit that step back three. That's 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 different. (laughs) That's different. Pulling up for the logo, bro. You know what I'm crazy. saying? That's different. Um, oh, girl, uh, Alexis Morris from LSU, bro. She got handles. Yes, sir. Handles. She mixing stuff down, pulling up for the middies, 
going through hitting floaters in there, everything mm-hmm. fearless, man. These women hooping. And let's so, throw them other names because Carson's. Hey, Carson. Go ahead, go Carson. Ahead. Let's throw our Van Lith from Louisville. You know what I'm saying? They all coming back next year. Leah Boston. She going. <laughs> to all the of them will be the back pick. next year. She first pick with it. All of them will be back next yeah. year. Bro. It's, it's some hitters, back, man. man. It's some hitters out there. So I'm gonna be real. This this season definitely put me on notice. Um, Bria Bill. Man, it's it's some hitters out there, man. These women can really play some ball. So, man, I really hope that that translates over to the WNBA. You know, people start watching those games more, even going to the games, man. Them tickets be be cheap to go check out them games, man, and stuff like that. So, I hope that you know start putting you know the world on notice a little more, man. I'm 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 highly impressed about you know what's going on. I'm I love it. I love it. And I'm looking forward. I'm like Miguel, man. I'm looking forward to the next. And Miguel, hype. It's going to be interesting. It's crazy. Because all the names that we just named, they're all going to be transitioning to the WNBA within a season of each other. Yeah. Ooh. Yep. You know what I'm saying? You're going to get a wave one year. You're going to get another wave the next year. And who knows what else you're going to get. You know where they're going to go. You know where all them fans going to go. So at that point, it's going to be interesting if the WNBA can grow. Because WNBA, I think, what is it, 12 teams they got? So that's also a part of like why they don't let them leave early, cause it ain't no slots for you. You know what I'm saying? Then it becomes survival of the fittest. NBA, well, we got 32 teams. Just, you can find somewhere to you know lay your head. And it's a side note, man. It's a side. Note. I'm on my Chad, my Chad Johnson, Ozo Sinker, man. So, he, you know with uh with J, you know Bria Bill from South Carolina, she's a defensive player of the year, the SEC. Mm-hmm. So JC Horn, who balling. That's, yeah, that's, that's his boo, old lady. Boo. They, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They make a shorty, boy. You got to de- He already on the problem. defensive side, you know, balling. And she defense, you know what I mean? Hey, hey, you better watch where you put them seeds in, boy. You know, they got a true athlete coming out of that joint. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, old, old head told me, man, he said, you got to breathe right. You got to breathe right. It's a straight day. It it's yeah. chest, not hey, checkers, baby. It's chest, not checkers. That was a little side note. That was a little side note. You know, shout out to him. You know what I mean? For sure, man. But look, let's move on to, like I said, the elephant in the room, the man. Topic at hand. Yes, you know sir. Saying? Yes, sir. It was a lot of a lot of kickback, man. A lot of backlash, man, for uh for Andrew Reese behind you know some of her actions out of you know I just feel like pure competitiveness, just being a competitor, playing the game. I mean, she didn't do anything that we hadn't seen from Caitlin Clark, um, you know, in the game. You know, once they kind of pretty much secured the W. A lot of people were saying she was classless. She didn't have any class, and uh, calling they was calling them ghetto and some more stuff. But the, one of the biggest things that kind of pissed me off, I'm gonna be honest, all of the rest of the stuff kind of really didn't phase me. And I, I'll give my take on it when it's my turn. I'm gonna go last, but I'll tell y'all exactly why it kind of didn't bother me. I kind of expected it when when LSU won the game. I knew this type of stuff was gonna happen. And it's, it's very unfortunate, but one thing that did kind of rub me the wrong way was when Joe Biden's wife, wife Jill <laughs> Biden, what said what she said. She said, I'm, and you can quote me, I'm reading, I'm reading exactly what she said. She said, I know we'll have the champions come to the White House. We always do. So we hope LSU will come. Uh, but you know I'm going to tell you, she said, but you know I'm going to tell Joe I think Iowa should come too because they play such a good game. What the fuck is when you talking about? When has that ever happened? What the fuck is you talking about? Exactly. They got their ass kicked. They lost 102 to 85. Where, where, where's the good game? 
Exactly, bro. The fuck is you talking? But like, come on, man. Like that that pissed me if off. For I real. would have won with LSU and got I'm a, the invite. No, because they got a bunch of black <laughs> uh, because they got a bunch of black girls on their team. Iowa has yeah. probably Iowa got probably one black girl on their team and she's on the bench. Let's just call the spade a spade. Like, come on, man, stop this. And Coach Mokey is a Caucasian woman, white woman. Let's not sugarcoat it. She and is a Hall of Fame coach. She's she from the uh, South. Hall of Fame. Bro, coach. when have you ever heard anybody say, oh, we did a second place team, you get to go to the White House too? <laughs> what are you even, talking about? I don't even know why they she hey. let even speak. Why they even let us speak. But see, look, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm going to wait till it's my turn, man. I'm going to throw it around to the guys, man. What, what's y'all take away on all of this stuff, man? How y'all feel about it, man? Man, I'll kick it off because I'm going to keep it short and sweet. Again, shout out LSU for the victory. Angel Reese. Fierce competitor, man, personality. And I don't care what nobody say. She is an all-around team player because if we don't – if you watch the game, you if you know, you know. She was in foul trouble. She didn't even get down on the, on the point side like she really could have. You know what I'm saying? But it is what it is. Hey, most double-doubles in women's basketball history. Mm. Baller. 35 of them things. Baller. National championship. She only a sophomore, ain't she? No, nah, she a junior. She well, did two years in Maryland. No, nah, she, she a junior. No, nah, I mean, she did two years, but one of them didn't really – she had, she registered it. She so, did red shirt when she yeah, heard up. Oh, okay. I she ain't know that. She's sophomore. Okay, okay. Well, just the baller, man. To me, man, and I, I'm just doing a player comparison right now. Female version of Kevin Garnett. Mm. I like that. Mm. I like that. I'm not nasty mad at on that. the court. Hey, I'm gonna give her a shout out. What she call herself? Bayou Barbie. I'm like mm-hmm. that. Hey, she oh, like she got that. that. Trademark too. Yeah. Hey, oh, she, she the Bayou Barbie. She did her thing. She the national championship. Hey, talk your talk. Walk your walk. Do what you need to do. And I know you up a couple millions off the NIL. Don't hey. I know you ain't want to give it to Brandon Marshall on the pot, mm-hmm. but I know you up. Uh, shout out. But to say all this, man, you know how we get down, man. Hey, we gonna give everybody their flowers, man. But shout out Kayla Carker. We been saying, man, she. You know, fierce competitor. You know sure. what I'm saying? It just won recently today. It came out. She won the Wooden Award. You know, best pl- uh, player in the nation. And she deserves it. You know what I'm saying? So, shout out to y'all. Hey, I hope to see that that little foursome. Who was it? Virginia Tech. They had a good team. What was it? South Carolina, LSU, and Iowa. That was a nice Final Four. Like I said, I was tuned in. I'm looking forward to next season for sure right now. And that's not counting Louisville. And remember, UConn lost their best player, which is arguably one of the best players in the country too. You know what I'm saying? So it's gonna be interesting next year. I'm I'm gonna let AJ go because I think I think me and Cordell might conflict a little bit on our approaches in this. For so sure. you know, you know, y'all clear the floor and you know, just let us cook. You know what I'm saying? Afterwards, I'm gonna let AJ go. Um, I think it goes back to what I was saying a little bit earlier. Like uh, a lot of the backlash or whatever you want to call it comes from the vast majority of people who don't. Well, this sounds like somebody that never, not never played sports, but hasn't been in the fire, hasn't been in. Like that action, facts, or don't and have a true competitive exactly fire within and them. Any person, but this the thing. That's why I said sports. Period. Because mm-hmm. all you guys play sports, right? Anybody that plays sports, they would consider themselves a competitor, correct? Yeah, for sure. Now, you as a competitor, if someone says anything to you on the court, talks crazy, you feel me, and you end up saying something back, can anyone in their life? Said it rightfully that they talk shit and didn't give their all. Not me, because <laughs> I'm trying to bust your mouth. You feel me? Especially <laughs> you if you say me? something back. When you say something back, it just make it even worse. Bro. You can't. You can't it's say you was talking. Game. You can't say you was talking crazy. It was weak and not trying at all. Yeah. Nah, I, so I agree. when it comes to the that that the talk, I, I'm talking about on the the positive note end of it. So it's mm-hmm. like I, I me specifically. 
I, the beginning of the game, I'm talking crazy. I'm, I wanted to get you to the point to where you are as mad as possible, or Luster. you are, you feel me? Yes. Like you are frustrated, you are pissed. You out your head. Because you can't no one say that they were talking crazy and trying their hardest. Exactly. I mean, not trying their hardest. Yeah, that's a fact. You're I right. want you to try your hardest, so let, you know deep down in your soul you can't fuck with me. And let's be honest though, why Biden's wife is jumping on that like that, and everybody across is is putting is is. is Throwing these little jabs at Angel Reese, all she's doing is re 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 mocking, if I that's a good word, what the player you know she's hey, just mocking my boy she, said, yeah, she's, she just she just mocking what they what already was what already was thrown out there. Gotta say you just create a new word, E40. Well, uh, I like she re-mocking. just remarking that I, joint. I, you know I'm, I'm, I'm remarking that because yeah. I'm, I'm keeping that. Bro. that. I'm yeah. keeping that. Trademark it. They stamp it. But listen, but all she's we'll doing is re- she's just redoing. <laughs> she's redoing. She's redoing what was already done. Kaylin Kaitlyn uh, Clark. I think you Kaylin Curry. We giving her that name. Kaitlyn Clark. She did the fake the wave to John Cena. Now, when the score was when they up almost a dub, and she do it and point at the ring finger to put a little ice on the cake, now that's a problem. Uh, uh, let's, let's give that's bogus. let's give correct credit to the face wave. Tony Yayo did it first. Oh boy, we going G unit. Not John Cena. I like Johnson, but Tony Yayo did it first. You know, I know that's a little uh, that's real though. dating he, myself he, a little bit, lying. but that's okay. You know what I'm saying? G unit days. You know, G unit tank tops. Believe that long. Very ugly era. Don't don't want to backtrack on that one because I had a few G unit tank tops, <laughs> but I digress. Okay, now so I'm, I'm gonna take a different angle, right? The problem I have with this is one, from a societal standpoint, we've never seen, and it's gonna sound bad because we actually have. If you real really rewind, we've never seen this level of competitive drive. I think from just two teams. In female sports, we've seen athletes come, whether it be Cheryl Swoops, Candace Parker, people like that, like the the Mount Rushmore people. We've seen them be competitive, but I think from a societal standpoint, we still view women athletes as prissy and pretty and precious and things of that nature. But but they ballers, you know what I'm saying? And it's different styles of competitiveness, like where if you have to compare the two. Caitlin Curry is more docile in comparison to. But uh what is it? I think it's uh Krasinga, the, the the big girl from uh from from Iowa. Mm-hmm. She wasn't being docile. She was throwing them elbows out there. You know what I'm saying? I like it. I'm I'm with it. You know what I'm saying? Baby was doing that drop step. She hit Shorty from LSU right in the throat with the elbow. You know what I'm, saying? <laughs> so I'm with dude. all the smoke with that. You know what I'm Charles saying? Charles Oakley, them. I definitely Charles and, <laughs> and didn't change the facial expression. No. I, I did what I did. But I think overall, I think the outside masses is making this a race thing. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Because on that 94 feet, that's a hooping thing. Now, Thanks. don't get me wrong, it's cultural differences because we. Darker skinned people, we know that trash talking come with every sport you play. When you with young, everything you do that you do against somebody, do playing Madden, shit, anything, everything, you should be bro. drinking with a motherfucker. Oh, your little lame man, you can't drink, boy. Everything, bro. When you a kid, it starts early. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? Your own father or mother, somebody might talk on, about man. you. It starts early. You know what I'm saying? Because why? When you get into situations like this, when you're in a stadium filled with 30 plus thousand people, bro, I've been, I've been getting this since I was four, five years old. You think you can bother me? Mm-hmm. You don't know me. You pay to see me. You gonna pay to see me. And you think your words gonna affect me? Hey, I appreciate you for being a fan. But then the outside world took it and ran with it and made it racial. Don't get me wrong. It's it is racial undertones to it. But that's from the outside sources. Mm-hmm. Not the mm-hmm. inside sources. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When you really break it down, Angel Reese, the whole season she been drawing a ring on her finger. She take a marker before the game, she draw a ring on the finger that she pointed to. Now that's the only game she didn't draw a ring on her finger, but she been doing that. And like she said, they've been calling me ghetto all year because I'm loud, I'm obnoxious. I play a different brand of basketball. You know what I'm saying? I play a little a little rough around the edges. You know what I'm saying? And then I, I just so happened to watch the podcast earlier with Brandon Marshall where she said this was her way of turning it back on because she lost her confidence at Maryland. So a lot of this comes from the fact that she got hurt. She's number two player in the country coming out of high school. A lot of pressure. She's from Maryland. So the pressure was on. you from Maryland. You go to Maryland. The deck was really stacked against her. She felt like she was somewhere where she couldn't be herself. Then you get hurt. Then, the, you know, the, the, the chirping stars. So she lost her confidence. So her coming to LSU, which the, the irony is, she was going to go to South Carolina. That's originally where she was going to go. That still would have been interesting because Don Staley's a little bit more, you know what I'm saying, closed and, and things of that nature. So I think – she landed at LSU for a reason. Cause coach, first thing Coach Moki said after that, after winning that title, people are afraid to coach personalities. I was a personality as a player. I like personalities. I let them be them. You know what I'm saying? And I love that because that's what coaching is about, bro. Like you damn the outside ears, the outside sources. It's about you creating a relationship with your players and allowing them to be the best individual within a team dynamic. So the outside world might see it as, oh, you showboating, you grandstanding your team. Nah, this control chaos, baby. My coach loved me this way. If I didn't show up this way, my coach probably would look at me like, hey, what's wrong? You know what I'm saying? Two years ago, she was in that situation. She wasn't at her best. Now look at her. Rewriting the record books, 35 double-doubles. That's crazy. 35 double-doubles. She's averaging a double-double. Y'all better hope she ain't average a triple-double next year. And you got enough room for both, man, where you can have a Caitlin, you know what I'm saying, and you can have an Angel. Two different styles, both just as valuable for the game. But when society wraps their hands around this thing, it gets ugly, and you devalue the hard work that they did in this final four in this tournament mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. boost women's basketball for mm-hmm. college, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're making it ugly, bro. I agree. I agree with, with everything, bro. Saying I, I felt like, like I said before, I when I was introducing this topic, I said then um, I knew what this was going to turn into. Had LSU won like they did, mm-hmm. I knew it because I mean, hey, I'm used to it at this point. You can see it though because you got to think about it like this: you had a lot of people for one who, let's say, let's say you had Iowa alumni that didn't even know that Iowa was in the Final Four. Yep. You had people that's – I'm talking Iowa alumni that didn't even know they were in the Final Four. Mm-hmm. 
when they made it to the national championship, now they t- now they tuning in. And and on the other side too, probably with LSU fans as well. So then you got you gotta take that into account. So you got and then you have to take into account that you got a lot of people that found out people who just are maybe from the state of Iowa. Now I was in the now I was in the championship, so now you got something to cheer for. I'm, I'm gonna add something on to that little statement that you just made, right? You now. feel me? So, but these these people are everyday fans. They not fans of the game. Mm-hmm. They fans casuals. Of, they casuals. They 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 they're, they're a fan right CDs. now because they team in them. You know what I mean? They got something to cheer for because Front if runners. they exactly because if they win, that's just like when the, when the Blackhawks. One of them, one of them uh, what they call them, World Cups or whatnot. Stanley Cups. Stanley Cups. And all of these people that ain't never watched the game of hockey in their life acting like they've been watching it. That's a lie. You lying. I know, I've been around you my whole life. I never heard you once bring up hockey. We never even played the hockey video game. You don't like, you don't watch hockey, but you got something to cheer for. So I think with that, when you're not a, a fan and you haven't been keeping track of what's going on, but you, when you finally do tune in and you see, okay, Kaylin Clark, she the face, right? She going crazy. She hooping. All of these girls is balling. And they all white. You from this place, majority white. And I don't want to make it a race thing. The world made it a race thing. Mm-hmm. Do you look at them going against these black girls and they lose? Oh, man, you got to know. It, it, the backlash is coming. It, they could have done everything right. Andrews could have had not done any of the stuff that she did it, they were still, you check Twitter, you check anything, they gonna talk crazy, man. There's real sick people in this world, man, who just talk crazy, bring up racial issues, put, make everything about race. Anything they can. If it's a black versus, if it's a black person, a star black player versus a star white player, or a star black versus anything, it's always, a, it's really a versus. And it becomes racial, it becomes personal to some people. So I knew this would happen. You feel me? I knew it. And then with just her doing everything, she didn't do nothing that Kaylin hadn't already done. But when Kaylin did it, everybody was saying how fierce she was and how much of a competitor she was. And, right, she's swag. She bringing the swag and all of that. But when Andrew Reese do it, she's classless. She's ghetto and all of this, uh, this and this and that. I read something on Twitter that said, you know, Andrew Reese would be, it was a white man said she'll be a, a lifelong nobody, but she'll have something to tell her kids. And none of that bothered me though, because I knew it was coming. It's, it's fucked up. It's fucked up. But it didn't bother me because it's just like because I mean, if I if I think about it long enough, yeah, it will bother me. But it's just like why even get, let that irritate me? Because people gonna be people. People gonna be people. But the one thing, like I said, that did piss me off was what Jill Biden said, and that just kind of like put the icing on the cake for me. It's like, what makes you feel like? The losing team deserves to to, to 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 come to the White House. Let me know. Say some, it. Some moral victory shit. Like, you feel me? Like, but but, but 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 it, it has to be something else other than the game that they played. Because I mean, they lost one hundred two to eighty five. Wasn't even close. They was getting they was getting stomped on pretty much the whole game. They kind of tried to fight back, but they came back a little bit in the second half. But they was pretty much getting ran through pretty much for for majority of the game. They had a really good third quarter. You and feel then, me? And then Mama brought that switch out. And then right, and then it was <laughs> it was it was, it was right back lit. So what? And we've seen we've seen better national championship games. You didn't say that about uh, any of them other national championship games that may have ended by one point, two points. You didn't say nothing about those other national. No other 
first lady or anybody has ever said anything like that. So now that this issue has already been, when it's on the floor already with this black girl doing these things to a white girl, and the world already saying that they don't like it, she's being criticized for it. Now you're saying as the first lady that the losing team deserves to come. Even Kaylin got on there and said, we don't deserve to come, bro. She said, mm-hmm. LSU deserve to go because they won. We don't. We lost. We need to go the fuck back home. We lost. Kaylin don't got a problem with this because she know where it's coming from, like the fellas done already said, especially like AJ said. When you a competitor, when you playing sports, you're a competitor, you know what that feels like. Mm-hmm. Angel wasn't trying to do nothing to be classless. and No, she was in the moment. She, you. That's what I always keep trying to tell people. When you playing a sport, bro, you playing with aggression. You playing with passion. Mm-hmm. You you at a whole nother level. You you playing and so so much adrenaline pumping through your body that if you got shot, you probably in the head. You probably wouldn't even die right away because so much adrenaline is flowing through your body. Like you you in competitive mode. You 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 really fighting and against people somebody. Gotta, people gotta understand. You feel styles. Me? Yeah. Everybody's style is different. Like. I've been that person where it's like, I ain't college. I ain't do too much talk. I, I do my chirping once you once you grinded me up. I'll let you kickstart it because I'm one of those people where I like for you to start it so I can finish it. I don't start fires, but I'll pour gasoline on it. I'm not gonna ignite, but I'm gonna pour gasoline on it if you start the fire. You know what I'm saying? I'm one of those people where like I read press clippings. I read hell. I, that's how I was as an athlete. Any little. Extrinsic motivation I can get And think about it What did Angel Reese say I seen what she did South Carolina I seen what she said Against Louisville I seen her doing them things Yeah it ain't had nothing To do with her But guess what It's motivating me I wish you would I'm gonna put it into Come do it to me I'm gonna put it into it Real quick That's how I always We gonna stop that right now Come come do it to me then Now overall I'm gonna tell you Why it's funny to me right Why I, I found All of the comments On Twitter And social media funny She's classless, but I guarantee if we looked at who the majority of those people voted for in the last presidential election, hmm. I guarantee you they voted for Donald Trump the last time he was in office. And it don't get no more classless than that. <laughs> so at that point, I'm just going to look at you and laugh because... You know, let's cue for next two times. It's cool when they do it. It's a problem when I do it. You know what I'm saying? You love Trump, but you ain't like this. So I ain't, listen, at the end of the day, man, like both of the girls say, ain't no beef, man. We competitors. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? That's all it should be, man. Ain't no beef. You know what I'm saying? Even Rocky and Apollo Creed had to swap it out at some point and do, do the series of the movie. That's what I'm saying, sure. man. Like, I, I never took it personal. Like, nah. don't nobody, t- I don't take that. Like, I don't know. I guess when you're not racist, you don't see it that way. But you, <laughs> when you're not racist, you don't look at you. You understand, like, man, it's just they just competitors. Listen, I man. like, I love watching Kaylin Clark hoop. She can hoop, She's a bro. Monster. She can hoop. But yeah. it, it, and if they would have won, I wouldn't be on here saying, man, forget all man. No, I would give them that credit, but bro. But you know what's the difference, though? When you really been that level of competitor, you understand that sometimes you do irrational things, bro. Like, I'm on record, bro. I tell people all the time, I wasn't, I was a really good teammate, but I had really bad teammate moments. No bad. I've thrown hands with teammates. I've threatened teammates. But at the same time, I was a team captain. I was these things. It's called duality. All right? 
I I demand accountability and responsibility for my players. But guess what? Had a moment last year. I was screaming across the sideline at the other coach. We had a back and forth. Competitive nature, man. Because I'm just one of those people where it's like, I'm never going to tell you that I'm better than you. I had a moment. So guess what? You're going to have moments too. Just don't make moments consistent memories of you. That's the key. Because if you keep doing something consistently, that's just who you are. Gonna have moments, cool. I'm a competitor too. It's gonna have a moment. You know what I'm saying? I apologize later. Hey, I tell y'all all the time, don't do this X, Y, and Z. Hey, I did it. My bad. You know what I'm saying? But I'm human. Let me cook. So, That's real, man. Let them cook, man. I love it. I want to see more girls. And my, my fault, women. I keep saying girls or women. You know what I'm saying? Cook like this. You know what I'm saying? My niece might start hooping. I hope she hoop like that. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm gonna be right in the right in the stands. Right in the stands. I wish somebody would say something about my niece. <laughs> I feel you, man. That's what I said, man. Let, let the sport be the sport, man. Them women balling, both of them balling, both teams balling. Let them ball. Let it just be about the, the sport. Forget all the other stuff, man. Race don't to me. Race never mattered when I'm playing. When I'm in between them lines, man, it just, it just don't matter. I don't really care, bro. Don't really matter to me outside of that. Like it don't matter, bro. Like let's just, you know what I mean. But when it's in sports, man. Leave it in sports, bro. But let's move on, man. NBA, man, been cracking, man. We all know this is the last week of the NBA uh, before the playoffs, man. So a lot of teams are pushing, man. That playoff, that playoff push, man. A lot of teams trying to get in, man. We got those Bulls just clinched a playoff. Uh, I'm sorry, play-in tournament spot. They clinched that number ten spot number for the play-in tournament. So you know that's still the playoffs. Uh, we got the Lakers right now sitting at number seven. One game out of getting a sixth seed to avoid the play-in tournament. Um, obviously, Golden State is in that sixth spot. So, if they end up time with Golden State, they win the tiebreaker. So, they get the sixth seed. It's a lot of stuff going down, man. Um, I just want to know, you know, what y'all boys, man, what y'all thinking about this uh, this, this last final playoff push, man? Is there any teams on the bubble that y'all feel like going to get in? Or, you know, some teams that might be in right now that's not going to get in. I really want to ask y'all about what y'all think about Dallas, man. What's going to happen with Dallas right now? Well, what y'all got right now for me? I'm finna, Let me look at their last couple games because we only got, what, three games left in, this, in the regular season? Yeah, season about to end. Um, Dallas is in an interesting scenario. They're a game back, but they play the Kings tomorrow, Bulls Friday, and the Spurs Sunday. Hmm. That's interesting. You know what I'm saying? But then at the same time, let me see. Because they only a game back of the Thunder. So let me see what they got left. Because it ain't looking good. Because the Thunder, they up, they up right now at halftime. You know what I'm saying? On Golden State? On, on Golden State, up right yep. now. I want that. And I want the Lakers you know to win and get that six by. And they only got two games left starting Thursday. So they got the Jazz. They got Memphis too, though. They got Memphis on Sunday. Realistically, I mean, Dallas got a good chance of sneaking in. You know what I'm saying? They're going to have to win at least two to make it, you know, interesting. You know what I'm saying? And they're probably going to have to win all three, honestly. You know what I'm saying? So it's going to be interesting. But I just – they don't have enough chemistry, so I'm not going to count them in. I mean, overall, playoffs should be very, very interesting. We got some – if the playoffs started today, we got some very interesting matchups. Just I'm just counting Western Conference alone. You know what I'm saying? You got Nuggets, Pelicans. Grizzlies, Lakers, very interesting. Grizzlies, Lakers. Kings, Warriors. I got Lakers. Suns, Clippers. Those are some interesting matchups for the Western Conference. You know what I'm I love the fact that the Knicks is in the – listen, I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of old school in that way where I like when the Blue Bloods 
are like winning and active again. I'm the same way in college sports. I love the fact that USC is relevant. I love the fact that Michigan is relevant, relevant again. You know what I'm saying? I love those things because it makes the sport overall better. You know what I'm saying? And the same thing in the NBA, like the Knicks being relevant again, that makes the NBA better. That makes going to to the Garden mean something. You know what I'm saying? Then all right, I dropped 50 on the Knicks who then only won 20 games in the season. It don't mean nothing. But when the Knicks is up and they the number five seed right now, that means something. So, you know, I'm interested to see how this, these last three games can go for most teams. And let's see where everybody finish up. And then, you know, we definitely going to talk about it next week when everything gets solidified you, for sure. You think them Lakers going to get that six seed or they going to be playing? I think they're gonna get the sixteen. Yeah, they get that. My boy, my boy, fourteen one on nine. Yeah, sir, they up for sure. They about to win this one. Golden State about to lose. They hot right now, man. They getting healthy and they hot, man. Mm -hmm. Healthy at the right time. I'm low key excited because the the Bulls they've been playing pretty smooth. Yeah, Uh, they. DeMar DeRozan and uh, that Bev effect, boy. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Two ninety boy. I ain't gonna lie, man. That man, that man different. He definitely man did it. <laughs> Just being back in the city, got creased tonight though. But what? Yeah, they got creased, but they in there. Yeah, you know, but so I all you need do. to be is being there. I'm going for the Lakers though. At the end of the day, Lakers all day. Yeah, like I think been. the Lakers gonna get that six seed or playing. I think they are gonna get the six seed. Yeah, yeah, sir. Yes, yeah, sir. Get interesting, what? Yeah, back in the playoffs. Yeah, it's ugly, bro. Healthy Brian, healthy AD, the role players that's contributing to them. They gonna Mo be get, gonna get real ugly. Austin Reeves, bro. They get that six seed. <clears throat> Listen, I, I said it last week. I love the fact that Sacramento was relevant they again. Smack yeah, them but they boys. smack it. They, <laughs> they smack the Sacramento but boys. When them playoff lights, they a little hotter. Popcorn, you know what I'm saying? Little smell different. They ain't bean brine. They got smack Memphis too. They ain't bean for sure. Brine I think so times. too. It's just different, man. It's different, man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the same way how we talk about KC, right? In, in football, they just gotta get to the playoffs. They know how to make it shake because we've been there before. So it's, it's just a little different, man. When you've been there, and you always want to get the team play the team that you think you can kind of beat. You know, a little bit. They know that they know Memphis is a tougher competitor than the Kings. You know what I'm saying? Even though the Kings are scrap, I think the Lakers know healthy they can do their thing against them. The Grizzlies, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a battle, Jack, from start I to finish. I don't think so. Yeah, well, I think it is. It's gonna get crazy. You know what I'm saying? But hey, I it's hope more they, interesting. I hope they hold it down, man. I hope they do get in that six seed. You know what I'm saying? Hey, what? Hey, the higher seed, the better. You know what I'm saying? That's a fact. I see the better. They doing their thing, though, man. Like I said, they clicking on all cylinders. They healthy. You know what I'm saying? They role players is contributing at the right time. Man, it's just it's going to be up there. Yeah, I, I ain't going to lie. I'm excited uh, because I always have faith in these Lakers, man. I, I love LeBron. That's my dog. I always have faith in them boys to get that six seed. I said it a while back when they weren't even in. They was in like 11th. Mm-hmm. They went in and playing. I said they was gonna get that six. I still think they're gonna get it. And uh, but even if they don't, I feel like uh, the Lakers are the one team out of the play-in. The, the West is so tight. But I just feel like with the Lakers being healthy now and rolling, I feel like don't no, none of those top six teams want to see the Lakers. He, <laughs> the Lakers. Sure. I feel like the Lakers can can could potentially put out any one of those top teams, including the Nuggets. Mm-hmm. Like I, I just really feel like they can beat all of those teams. In the seven game series, you know, I feel like they are just as competitive, just as good. But don't sleep, man. I like OKC, but I would rather see Dallas get in. I'm gonna be honest. I would rather see. Da- I like what OKC got them young, the young talent. Yeah. Uh, but 
I would rather see Dallas just off the strength of, you know, Kyrie and Luka, but I don't think they got nothing coming. If they could even get out of the play-in, them boys ain't got no defense. They losing games like crazy. They can't win, bro. It's, it's over with. Um, Minnesota, mm, Minnesota always been exactly what they are. They 40 and 40, 500 team. You know, they're a decent team. I like what New Orleans doing over there, though, man. C.J. McCollum got them boys balling. So, man, it, it could get real, man. Got the and, short end of the stick, though, with Zion being as, out as long as he has. For sure, for sure. And I'm also interested to see what Golden State, I, we all know they're struggling on the road. So, I'm interested to see will that carry over into the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? They 9-30 and 30 on the road. These mm-hmm. boys ain't mm-hmm. won 10 games on the road in the whole throughout the whole season. Got to win on the road. 9-30 and 30 on the road, bro. 32-8 and eight at home, though. Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> Them boys show up at the crib, man. Only if every game was at home. <laughs> you know man. what I'm saying? So that's what I'm saying. Like, So I'm interested interested to see if that carries over into the playoffs. Phoenix, we haven't really seen what they can do with everybody healthy with KD in the lineup and all that like that. But I think the playoffs going to show us a lot because I feel like KD, one Where of those they players, right can now? play. They four. four. Play yeah, I feel like KD, one of those guys who can play with anybody. You can put sure. him in any lineup and he going to do his thing. So, man, I'm excited, man. I'm excited about the NBA, uh, you know, the playoffs and all of that we got coming up, man. But, hey, since we on the topic of NBA, man, it's 2023 NBA Hall of – the Basketball Hall of Fame class is kind of crazy, man. Mm-hmm. It's kind of crazy, man. We got everybody from Dirk, Dirk Nowinski. Mm-hmm. Tony Parker, Paul Gasol, Dwayne Wade. We got Coach uh, Pop in there. Man, it's, it's going hey, crazy. Becky Hammond. Becky Hammond. Becky Hammond. Man, it's cool going saying. crazy, man. It, it, it's it's some heat in this in this um in this uh in this Hall of Fame class, man. So I just want to real quick before we move on, man, to these predictions, man. I just want to get y'all boys' take on this, man. I'm I'm, I'm gonna kick it off real quick though. I'm gonna be honest, man. I'm excited to see uh you know, because these are kind of players that that I know for me personally that were around and coaches when I was growing up watching yeah, the game. You know, I kind of so. grew up with them. You know, yeah. like like D Wade for sure, Dirk. Mm-hmm. I remember when Dirk came in the league. I remember D Wade came in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, Tony Parker, man, I, I remember watching Tony Parker growing up. He had a little brother that played for Northwestern. Mm-hmm. Um, Gasol, you know, all of these, man, Coach Pop, Becky Hammond, man, I remember all of these play, players and coaches throughout my childhood all the way into my adulthood, man. So I think this draft class is actually pretty dope because this is the first one where I pretty much know a lot of the headliners of it. You know what I mean? Majority of everybody and in there, I kind of know. Right, and, and I've seen them play their entire careers yeah. and things like that. So I think it's dope, man. I'm going to let the fellas give y'all their take. Man, it's amazing. It's definitely a great class. Definitely a great class, man. But I just want to shout out two players specifically. You got Dwayne Wade, Robbins, Illinois product, Chicago Chicago product. And then shout out Paul Gasol, man. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Two former Bulls. To, to, you know what I'm saying? Hey, why not? But, you know, Dirk, you know, you remember the, you know, the legendary spade, you know, the step back, you know, off the one leg. You know what I'm saying? We, like y'all said, man, we literally grew up watching these boys. Like, no start to finish on their career, what they brought to the table. Pop, hell of coach. Becky Hammond, man, what she do, a legendary, man. Hey, shout out to the class uh, 2023. Definitely, definitely. I, uh, I personally, like, this is more so like an OG class to me. It's the kind of class that I came into watching them at the older ages get right, get busy. Uh, Dwayne Wade, Dirk Nowinski specifically, I've never cheered for that man in my life. I have a personal vendetta against that man. That 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 goofy step back that was only able to take out LeBron James. But I remember as a kid sitting on the couch watching him 
torch up the Miami Heat. That just irked my soul. But for real, for real, shout out to him, D Wade, all of them. It was it's an outstanding class. I think it's dope because you're getting a little bit of everything. You're getting a, a coach who probably started off not as like star studded, but then he survived the test of time. Longevity, 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 and pop. You get D Wade, who not highly recruited, not highly anything, but then he just turned his career into something. And another person who took advantage of March Madness at Marquette and turned it into a blossoming, you know, what I'm saying, Hall of Fame career. Facts. You know what I'm saying? And bigger than that, you got two, arguably two of the best international players, you know what I'm saying, to ever play in the NBA. You know what I'm saying? You got Dirk, you got Tony Parker. You know what I'm saying? I think it's absolutely it's amazing. And I'm and as much, I'm with you on that. Like I used to I was one of them old heads where I grew up watching basketball with my pops, like in the nineties. So it's like I wasn't accustomed to seeing seven foot tall people at the three point line. <laughs> I used to be like, bro, what is he doing? Like, you supposed to be in a paint somewhere getting busy. But shout out to Dirk because Dirk had to take all that abuse verbally from traditionalists. So now we can have a KD. We can have, you know what I'm saying, all the seven-footers who handle the ball. AD. Have a, you can have all these guys who now ultimately, you know what I'm saying, I would always kick it off and I told people a couple of years ago, and I think me and you talked about it, how sports in general is just going positionless. You got to be able to just do everything or at least a little bit of everything. So, you know, I got to give him his credit for that, you know what I'm saying, for sure. Man, I, I just want to say real quick <laughs> – how I got introduced to Doug Nowinski, man. I was playing live, bro, back in the day. Me and my little cousin Darius. <laughs> I ain't capping, man. I swear to God. He, he probably remembered it. You call him and ask him. My little cousin. And he younger than me, so you know you be abusing your little cousin and stuff on the game. So, man, he must have picked Dallas, man. And there's some kid, some dude, number 41, he tall. You know what I'm saying? Lanky buddy, man. My cousin get to shooting that thing from everywhere on the floor and it's going in. So I'm like, what? And it was like, Nowinski. I'm like, what? Who is this? Dude? Me and him both. My cousin kept on hollering his name and all that. That's how I got introduced to him. And I turned on the games, man. He really killing in real life. That's how I got to do. My little cousin was lighting me up with Dirk, man. <laughs> Shout out my cousin Darius, man. He a semi brother. He'll tell y'all. <laughs> But, man, let's move on, man. Let's get these XFL predictions out the way, man, so we can get to this interview, man. I've been hyped about this interview for real for a minute. So let's go ahead and do this, man. Uh, week 8 of the XFL kicking off Saturday, man, uh, April 8th. Uh, first game coming your way at 12 p.m. Central Standard Time. We got the Vegas Vipers versus the St. Louis Battlehawks. Miguel, who you got? St. Louis. You know, I've been rocking with them all season. Short and simple. Oh, who you got? I'm going St. Louis, but if Vegas can match that output that they had last week, it's going to be interesting. But I'm going St. Louis, man. They they they've been balling from from week one to now. Even in the games that they lost, the two games they lost, they look good and they could have won. So I'm rolling with that. That's a fact. AJ, who you got, bro? I'm definitely going to have to go with St. Louis. Battle Hawks. I ain't going to go against the grain, man. I'm going with St. Louis as well. St. Louis at home. Man, that fan base is crazy out there in St. Louis. So, yeah, I'm going to rock with the Battle Hawks on this one. Next game, the Saturday, uh, it's an afternoon game coming your way, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I mean, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central. We got the Arlington Renegades versus the Orlando Guardians. Miguel, you got? Arlington Renegades, man. I know they the Guardians on their high horse right now, but I think 
I don't think they got what it take to be the renegade, uh, the renegades, bro. I'm gonna go with them. Hoes, where you going, bro? Boy, hell and froze over, boy. I'm going with Orlando, boy. Are oh, you I'm wild? I'm going with Orlando, <laughs> boy. Let that one win get hey, to you. Hey, boy, listen to me. All right? They thought they had a Benedict Arnold, and he led them to a victory. And he had two good games back-to-back, too, so let me give bro, bro credit. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to Orlando. <laughs> I'm drinking the Kool-Aid this week, boy. Man, you wild. AJ, who you got, bro? I'm definitely going with Arlington. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, <laughs> man, don't don't be like hoes. Boy, pass man. that Kool Aid. <laughs> I'm going with Arlington as well, man. I don't, come on, man. Orlando won one of them things. That boy hoes say he rocking. If he, I die, he, I die. He finna get the jersey. <laughs> chill, chill, chill. chill. <laughs> we, we got that Sunday afternoon game, 3 p.m. Eastern time, man. We got the Houston Roughnecks versus San Antonio Brahmas, man. Miguel, who you got? I am not a believer in San Antonio no more. <laughs> So you believe too much with them roughnecks, Houston. You going Houston? Holes yeah, have a problem. Hey man, Houston going. They gonna get back on the winning, <laughs> the winning side of this thing this week, boy. Hey man, listen. I feel bad for Uncle Hines Ward, man. I feel bad for him, but it is what it is, man. <laughs> I'm going with Houston, bro. AJ, where you going, bro? Yeah, you know Houston going to get that get back for surely, man. I'm, 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 I'm going. Um, I'm gonna stick to it, bro. I'm rocking with my boy Hines, man. I'm going San, San Antonio, uh, man. You capping. <laughs> you full man, of Houston been losing, bro. Houston been losing, man. man you drinking that Brahma juice, too. Man, yeah, come we, on, man. Houston. We drinking two different Kool-Aids. I man, like that. Houston been taking them L's, man. San Antonio still trying to stay up in it, man. I don't know. They might have got eliminated last week, but I know they fight. They was fighting, bro. So I'm going to rock with San Antonio. So, so last game, the Sunday night game, we got the D.C. Defenders versus game of the, the Seattle Sea Dragons, man. Game of the week. Miguel, who you got? Man, I'm going to go with Seattle. Ooh, yeah, come on they over. hot, bro. Come on over. Over the D.C. Defenders. Come on bro. over they now. Hot, man, they riding the five games. Come on, on over, man. They, they clicking y'all on love all the, Y'all love Danucci, huh? Danucci finna be in the league, bro. I like Danucci and I like his wide receivers. Danucci going back to the league, man. Oh, league, no, definitely. for sure. He's definitely – he's going to roll right out of this season into somebody camp for sure. Hold he deserves it. Do you got to ask? I mean, I Do you, you. got to ask? And they at Seattle? Going somewhere. At Seattle, best receiving core in the league. Over D.C., bro. Best receiving core in the league. They let Orlando expose them last week. Orlando was playing pitch and catch. Like there was no defenders out there. All right. Now, oh don't God. get me wrong. Teams can't have bad nights, bro. Oh, listen, everybody get a cold hand in a dice game. You know what I'm saying? That this the difference. Danucci's is not going to throw the ball away this week. He been throwing that thing Come away. Come on, hoes. You know what I'm saying? Come on, hoes. Why wouldn't he throw it away against the, probably the best defense in it, the it's league? It's the best defense, hands down. This going to be the X factor. Seattle's defense is going to be the X factor. They don't get enough credit for what they do. Oh, man. AJ, who you got, man? Six and two. I ain't even gonna lie. I'm going with the shake back team. We going with DC. Yeah, Come on, okay, man. okay, okay. There we go, man. I'm going with the DC defenders, man. They had a bad night last last week. Lost to the world. I was it was a fluke. How the best team lose to the win the winless fluke? The team that hasn't lost a game lose to the team that ain't won a game, man. It's a fluke. It happens, man. You're not locked in. It happens, bro. I'm going with DC defenders, man. Seattle strapped in, no seat. Yeah, that's week. probably going to be the game of the week, though, for sure, man. Y'all could catch that thing again. Like I said, Sunday night, 
uh, 6 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Eastern, man. But, man, without any further ado, man, let's get into this interview, man. Like I told y'all, we got A.J. Harris in the building, man, from North Park University. Like I said, man, he plays kid. He played running back, receiver. You can put him anywhere on the field, man. This dude is a straight athlete. I seen him working years ago. I was hoes put me on to him years ago. Told me about him. I came out seen him with my own eyes. Miguel done seen film. Hoes know him personally. Done seen him all you know for a minute. Man, I'm telling you, I, I check his numbers all the time. Y'all know me, man. I'm I'm always looking up stats during the season, doing the players of the week and all that. I'm looking up stats per conference. So I'm checking out every single game. In D3, in D2, I'm checking out every single game, so I know what everybody doing. And when he first got here, I told him, I said, bro, I've been paying attention, bro. I said, you always leading, you always leading the team in something, bro. You always leading the team in something, man. But man, I'm gonna I'm go ahead again, man. Hose, Hose brought us this one, man. So I'm gonna let Hose kick it off, man. Like I like I said, man, we got AJ Harris from North Park University in this thing, man. Go ahead, kick this off, Hose. I mean, I was actually gonna let y'all go, but I, I'll kick it off. You know what I'm saying? Um. Uh, Let's do this. First of all, I want you to kick it off and tell people about yourself just a little bit. You know what I'm saying? A little backstory. You know what I'm saying? Who, what, when, why, where's, and how you got to now. Hmm. Uh, damn, where do I start? It's the hardest question to answer when people tell you. Tell, tell people about, you, about yourself. It's the hardest thing. Honestly, I got to start with the, the fat AJ. <laughs> you don't know the, the 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 fat AJ. You don't know the fat AJ. You the old the Gucci man. <laughs> you don't really know the real AJ. Uh, it was at a point in time in my life where I just I was just just wasn't in the head, right headspace, but I had good enough guidance to just you feel me keep me on the right path. Um, um, and I want to say by my sophomore year. Well, actually, COVID year. COVID year is when everything happened, honestly. All honest to God, truth, COVID year is when everything happened. Uh, time away, you know, isolation. And uh, so I've been playing football here since I was five years old. Um, grew up in South Side of Chicago my whole life. Uh, I've been playing football, since I was, like I just said, five years old. been playing basketball since I was three. So I've been playing in multiple different sports for years. Um, I always had that competitive nature in me, but my first love I fell in love with was basketball. I actually hated football. No one really knows this, but my mom actually had to bribe me to keep me to play football with the Xbox when I was a kid. That's like, tough. I was that fat kid that that wanted to stay in the crib, <laughs> eat food all day, eat snacks, stand, stand in the, the corner shooting threes. Bro, what? That's it. Free throw line <laughs> extended. That's all I remember. From, Coach told me free throw line extended. <laughs> Shot that ball from that corner. But uh no, though uh yeah, so what what I wanna say is start really is it started with that that my OG. That that little bribe, that little she just made sure I never quit anything. And it got to the point where we fast forward all the way up to COVID year, like everything just started to make sense in my life. Like everything just started to to connect and it happened once, like, I was isolated. Once I was by myself, I was forced to think. And uh, during the COVID year, it was just, like, I don't even know how to explain what happened to me. But in long story short, I went from 252 pounds to 187 pounds within, like, four months. That's crazy. Switch positions, 
just basically changed my entire life around. And ever since then, I've just been trying my hardest to, one, get to my best ever, and two, like, just give back. That's dope, bro. So what what what, what position was you playing before? Uh, I started off playing. So I started off playing line, old line. I was on the old line. Yeah, shout out my old line, man. So you know, we playing uh, park district ball. You got super pee wee. So from super pee wee, super pee wee, pee wee, and uh, widget. I was old line. Widget year, they put me on the D line. Start snapping on the D line. So I was old line to D line from to super pee wee. I mean not super pee wee. From junior year to and widget in junior year. My last two years, uh, my um, my brother ended up being the offensive coordinator for my uh, football team, and uh, he knew that I could catch because uh, with him, I personally worked. Like that's the thing, though. I've been working since I was a kid. Like I never probably probably didn't want to do it, but I knew you had to put in the work to get something done. That's all I knew. knew. Like my family, like I said, like my family instilled that in me young. Like that's all we ever knew, and. Like, I was just working and working. My brother switched me over to tight end, and went, like, right before the game. I caught my first touchdown, and I ain't never looked back since. I, I knew I had to be on that offense. I had to have that ball in my hand. And ever since then, so for that two years, I was playing tight end from my junior year to my uh, my last year, um, the, uh, the my last year of uh, public league football. And ironically, my last year, our QB got hurt. And we was in practice. They was like, can you throw? I ended up just throwing the football, spinning it the last few games of the season. And I decided I was done with football. That was my eighth grade year. I decided I was not going to pick up a football again. But when fast forward, I get recruited to play basketball at Westinghouse High School. Because, like I said, that was my first love. I get recruited to play basketball. I mean, over the summer, you know, they got the little workouts with the team. I see the, the the football teams outside. They outside, you feel me? Uh, doing uh at that time, that's what they called a uh, hell week. Getting uh, they was in hell week, and uh, a ball had ended up rolling over there by where the basketball players was. And coach said, "You can throw that over here." I picked the ball up and spent it to him. <laughs> and he asked me like, "Is like, you play football?" I said, I, I, I played when I was a kid. Ooh, I played for a little bit. I didn't really want to get too much information because I was not interested in playing <laughs> football anymore. And he ended up talking to my OG somehow. I do not know how, but she basically had, I'm on the bus ride home that morning. She called me. I mean, on the bus ride home that night. She called me like, yeah, you know, you you get ready to play uh, football, right? Um, <laughs> The next day, she drove me back up to the school because she actually worked uh, out west. And she took me to practice that day, the next day. Told me I was going to be working with Coach Q, St. Q Turner. And you were sick, huh? Man, what? <laughs> sick. That was fire. Man, I was playing QB, so I ended up playing QB then, freshman year. Uh, ended up then not playing. Uh, left football again. In high school? Yes, my, after my freshman year. I wasn't playing. Right. Like, I was not playing. I'm like. What I'm finna do this for? I, right. I'm a hooper. I, I swore up and down. I was a hooper. City of Chicago. What? Hooper, boy. Ended up going ended up going up to the next year. I played basketball that year, decent year. Going back, my OG like, you gonna play football this year? Um, nah. Coach George gave me a call. 
I sat down, had a decent conversation with him. I went back to play quarterback. First game, I sat down on the bench. <laughs> and we lost to the sorriest team. And I told them, I'm not doing this again. Like, I'm not coming back. <laughs> I was not coming I back. Like, that's you. dead. Uh, Coach George ended up, you feel me? He tell him the day before the last, the day before the game, the next game, game two, he told me to write down every play in the playbook, and I play. That whole night I was up. <laughs> that whole night, whole night I was up. Whole night I was up. Go so ahead, take care of business. So I ended up coming back the next day, and he let me play, and that kid didn't touch the field no more. That's what's was, up. Yeah, so I played QB freshman year, sophomore year, transferred over to Hubbard uh, at a little complications. That's why Coach E was more so like I, – I walked in first day and seeing Coach E. He said, what position? But I said, quarterback. He said, what else? I said, what you, what you mean? He said, what else you play? I said, I play quarterback. Like He said, all right. I've been, I started playing running back. I started playing tight end. I started playing linebacker. Everything in the book, if it was a spot that needed to be filled, because he knew if you could play football, he going to make sure. That's a fact. That's the thing. He going to make sure you play football for real. So ever since then, I've just been playing everything on the offensive side of the ball. That's hard. As long as that ball in my hand. I, Coach, you done had all Americans. Ain't no one what? position. Ain't no one, but you going you gonna to play what I teach you. Gonna play whatever. That one thing about Coach E was old school, and I couldn't stand him when I was a player. But once I became a coach and I kicked it with him, I understood his logic. After you know, what I'm saying hitting a couple spots with him, I understood him. So, man, shout out to him, man. Definitely uh, shout out Coach E, man. You go, good. You know, I'm a, I'm coming with them traditional questions, man. Like why, why North Park though? And did you have? Other offers on the table at a high school. I had twenty six, like offer opportunities to go to different colleges. Um, I actually, I'm still in the in my folder still in Hubbard High School has the most tardies because of I went on so many visits my senior year, like that I, I just couldn't make my I couldn't make a decision couldn't make my mind up. I didn't hear about North Park until after those twenty six opportunities. Like North Park was literally like. I passed the deadline of the way you got to sign. This is at the point where we're getting closer to the summer, and it's like, all right, you want to play football, right? So it's like, now nah, I got to start making decisions. Coach, he gave me a call um, right before we like we was getting out. We getting for graduation and stuff, and he was like, um, yeah, this new coach just got over at North Park. And um, I'm like, bro, what's North Park? Like, I've never heard of it in my life. I didn't even know they were I, I, wholeheartedly. I did not know there were other colleges Besides NIU and ISU and in Chicago, like an Illinois Chicago area, I didn't know about nothing. Like I didn't know much about D three. I didn't know much about. Like, I didn't have a lot of information and knowledge. Mm-hmm. Coach E is what like he gave us all of that. The, the best thing. Let me shout out Coach E one more time. Coach E got us college coaches in that school daily, like daily D one, D two, D three. He was gonna make sure you get looked at. The weakest players. Had coaches coming in there looking at them. Mm-hmm. That's hard. That's what it's about so, right there. So who was what's some of the other schools? Like what was your top, I, your last your final four? I had about these kids doing it now. I had uh, I was gonna I had PWO. I was gonna walk on at Eastern. I was gonna walk on at WIU. 
Um, I was going to go to SXU, St. Xavier. Uh, I was going to go to Davenport, D2. I was, we got Culver Stockton. It was a bunch of different schools. I, I had basically like that whole CCIW conference. Like, mm-hmm. So no D1s. Yeah. No, I ain't going to lie. Like the, the, the coaches that came in, like they seen my film, they so they want to see me. Coaches literally looked me in the face like you're big, like you're fat. Like mm-hmm. a coach actually called me fat one time. Like, that's I never forget it. That's one thing about me. Like I will like like he said earlier in the podcast how he's that type to to take some. Like I'm gonna remember every. I remember every negative thing anybody ever said to me. I still remember stuff people said to me when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. It's just something about like what's in me that. Holds on to that for the rest of my life, like, and it's just that like. After that, it was like once you get once you post one offer, whether what it is, domino effect, it's over with. Like you, I posted a uh, um, you post like one you uh, any college kid they post a D three offer. Nobody D one or higher than that are going to like is going to even look at them. Mm-hmm. You feel me? And like I just wasn't knowledgeable about all the you feel me how to put a tape together. Mm-hmm. Just it's just stuff that I I don't I didn't know then Politics. that I wish I knew that. Yes, exactly, Politics, exactly. It was just stuff I wish I knew then that. For sure. And why North Park specifically was because I, the biggest thing was it was two things. One, my mother and father. How I said I was blessed with good people in my life. They put it in me to always be that. No matter how much I got in trouble, what I got in trouble for, my pops always just told me like that was always the lesson that you was gonna hit. Like you got to be different. You got to be different. That was just something that stuck with me. And it was like I seen all these kids chasing to go D one. I seen all these kids chasing it. You feel me? Like, but they don't know. Like, and I knew I was like that. Like, I'm like I'm not no weak player. Like, and it was like, and then the other thing was the coach. Coach Rooker, it was something he said to me on the first uh, visit that I went. He was like, it takes a different type of man to want to be somewhere and change something. Mm-hmm. Mm. That mean a lot. That's it, hey. Hey, that's it. After he said that, I came back on another visit, and all the other opportunities was out the window. Got you. Got you. Bro, I, I think that's dope for <clears throat> for the simple fact that I know with me um, – Something that you said was kind of similar to my story, bro, as far as you not knowing. Because I had all kind of offers. I had all kind of schools calling me, like D1, D2, D3. I had every single NAI. I had everybody. But, bro, I didn't know. I had nobody in my family that played college football, played college sports at all. I barely had anybody that went to college, you feel me? So I didn't know what the difference was between Western Illinois and goddamn – Western Minnesota, you know what I mean? Like I just felt like my thing was, I felt like I did. I'm gonna tell you how much I didn't know. I thought that red shirting was a bad thing. All the D1 schools wanted to red shirt me because I was I had lost a lot of weight. I was 260 coming out of high school, and they wanted to red shirt me, put weight back on me, right? And I thought that was a that meant I was weak. So I was like, well, I'm gonna go somewhere where they they're gonna let me play right now, and that's what I did. That's the that's the other thing too. Uh, I knew from a young age, like so when I was a kid, when I was a bigger kid, I wasn't like I wasn't the coldest on the team, so I was always I was on the bench a lot, and it was like I knew I was not getting better by not playing. Mm-hmm. Like being in the game, 
you actually get you get that adrenaline. You get the mm-hmm. actual live. You get the Raps. actual reaction. Like Gotta it's a different reps. type of rea- yeah, exactly. It's a different type of reaction time. Different type of thinking. Different type of movement. Like the 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 bullets flying for real. Mm-hmm. And it's like I my brother told me that specifically too. Like you gotta go somewhere where you going. I'm gonna play. Like I'm not gonna know I'm weak if I'm not on the field. Facts. I don't. I'm not Facts. gonna know what I need to work on if I'm not out there working. Like you feel me? Like and I just I knew. Like, I knew I was going to play in North Park, of course, but I knew that, like, I was going to have room and opportunity to, to like, well, no, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I didn't know that until now. Then it was more so as it was just the, the, the being on a different wave aspect. Now I know specifically why I was at North Park. Mm-hmm. Like, being in the league, what I'm aiming for, like, I'm not aiming to be in the league. I'm aiming to be the to be one of the like coming into North Park I was aiming to be in the league like as of right now I am aiming to be one of the best players that ever touch a football like North Park mm. has what it has done is given me opportunity and space and time to think and create and to build that's like the league and the league it's nothing like division one football the talent the skill set yes but they not on your ass 24-7 mm-hmm. what you doing with your free time that's facts. You feel me? Hell yeah. Hey, that's dope, bro. I ain't gonna lie, bro. You you going crazy right now, man. So look, my question to you. Now, like you said, you didn't I had a I had a friend, man, who uh shout out my boy Chris, man, Chris Brown, C B five. He played basketball at North Park. Uh up until then I hadn't heard of North Park either. I didn't know that, like you said, I didn't know there were other schools in this state in like around the Chicago area that even had teams or even schools, period. I did I didn't know. Besides that in Chicago State, but I knew they was only basketball. Um what is the campus like campus life like at North Park, bro? Like when you just on campus chilling, how, do you like it? Like what's it like, bro? I ain't gonna lie, the vibe at, at North Park, like, it's basically what it goes back into what I was just saying. Like, you feel me? Like, I'm more so of a person that that's I like being in my area, my space. I like to work and think. Like, North Park isn't like one of those big universities. It don't even. It's not even a closed off campus. Mm-mm. Like, you can. It's a. It's, you can walk across the street, go to McDonald's. It's it's, it's other businesses and stuff around it. Like, it's it looks like the regular city, just big buildings in the middle of like just nowhere. And it's like it's the it looks like the regular city. You literally can drive past it without even knowing it's the school, and it's like it's so low key in a cut that that's me. And it's like I'm not somewhere where I, it's so many distractions. I'm not somewhere where like I ain't gonna lie, I have no other choice but to stay focused. I've been staying over the, up north in the summertime since I've been going to North Park, and I don't have nothing but access to weights, field outside and indoor weight room like I, everything i need i have no other option but to focus like no other reason no but to excuses. like no excuses no excuses none that's hard bro as that's well hard. as on top of i didn't even add this in north park is a science like based school like it's known for producing like sports like med- like sport it's a sports medicine school known for producing doctors and nurses and and uh ATs and like uh like sports trainers mm-hmm. i am parents. literally there yeah. learning how to create a, 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 a like a, a monster almost? You like, playing Frankenstein with your own body? Yeah. Literally, that's, that's, the that's key. dope. You know what I'm saying? And that's I got dope. the time to do it. 
Nah, that's hard. That sounds like you. That's the perfect fit, bro. See how God work, man. You always where you supposed to, but that's why I tell people ain't no coincidences in life, man. There's a reason why everything went how it was supposed to go, bro. You ended up right where you supposed to be. That's dope. Go ahead, hoes on you, bro. All right, let's let's get to the gritty of things. You know what I'm saying? You know, I think I think by now people understood. Like, you know, we kind of, I mean, we kind of met by chance. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, you know, if people don't know, ain't no coincidence. I eventually, you know, became the offensive coordinator at Western House when my, when my boy Q left and went over to Kenwood. You know what I'm saying? And I probably was like two weeks too late to talk to you before you transferred. Because I know JC was a finalist and your brother was a finalist for the job. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, J- <laughs> and JC got the job because JC was an alumni. You know what I'm saying? And I was I was wrapped up in something. I don't know what I what I was doing. But I ended up making that decision. And by that time, I had watched all the film from the previous year. And I told JC, I'm like, hey, what's what's, what's going on with, with, the, with the kid at QB, the young boy? He's like, man, he, he just transferred. I'm like, bro, how, how you let him transfer? You know what I'm saying? So I went on, watched him from afar because, you know, he would play teams that, that we would have to play. So I will go out there and scout it. You know what I'm saying? Those teams, but I would see him play. So when he talked about his senior year, when he had to go back to quarterback, I was at the perspective game. You know what I'm saying? When you went out, you had a lights out game because we played perspective in a couple weeks. So I'm out there. It's like a Thursday night. So I lead practice. I shoot over on to 103rd. You know what I'm saying? So I can go film this game. Like, I'm one of them iPod in, iPad in hand filming the games. Like, I don't, I upload it before I get in the car. You know what I'm saying? I'm watching the game as I'm driving home. So I'm I'm a, I'm a film rat. So I would always watch him from afar. Like, damn. You know what I'm saying? So it's funny when he talked about the quarterback whose spot he took his sophomore year. That was the quarterback that I was left with to coach. You know what I'm saying? No knock on rail. Because actually, I love rail as a person. You know what I'm saying? Wasn't his fault, you know what I'm saying? Like we just we made the best out of the situation, but you know, in hindsight, would have wished, would have loved to have AJ in high school, but you know, God work in mysterious ways. You know, the pandemic happens, and you know we end up, you know what I'm saying, linking up and been been rocking with him, training them, you know what I'm saying, and things of that nature. So, all right, so let's get to to, to it. When you first met me, what was your first thoughts about me when you first met me? Hey, be honest. <laughs> please, please be honest. I tell you, man. Please be honest. First thoughts when I met. Mm, I think it was more so on the like, cause you know you you came out there. I seen you with the shoes. You, oh, I'm okay. Who was this clown oh, ass right. nigga? That's <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, funny. I seen you out there with the shoes. Feel me? Then you came out there with the the. I remember this. You had the hat. I think it was a black hat. I can't remember. I think it was the. It was a cold hat I had just seen. I think it was like, like gonna stay with a dad hat, hat on. Like a, yes, I'm drippy, you know, baby. Them, I didn't even know the man was bald. Until like three weeks in us training. That's side note. That's a side note. I ain't know the man was bald until like three weeks in training. But first off, when I seen you, I'm like, okay, you feel me? He seemed like a pretty cool dude. I just knew what like the vibes was just off like how you, you feel me, approached it and how you basically just start the situation. Like as soon as I met you, we got straight to business. And I noticed the other thing too, just like when I met Rook. It's real. It's it's everything that you it, you just like you can sense it. You can the first few convers like first few sentences, like that you conversate with a person, you can already tell like 
if they like like what the type of vibe they give out, what type of energy, like let alone just how they talk, how they walk, their mannerisms, like you just gave off the the you feel me, I'm here to work vibes and that's what I was there to do at that particular time. Like I just felt like we was in a almost on the same like the same headspace at the time and you was just we was just on, you feel me, the same time. Man. Nah, it's crazy how, how stuff work. Like, we all in the middle of a pandemic. You know what I'm saying? I have finally just got comfortable being stuck in the house. That was the first time ever in my life where I was forced to sit down. I, I had never sat down ever in my life for more than two days. I think I was pushing a couple months at that point. <laughs> and you know what I'm saying? I had watched all the TV I could watch. I ain't had no more TV left in me. I think a before Jocelyn called me, I think I had just started going out to the track and just walking three, four miles with the grandmas at 5 o'clock in the morning. I meet the same grandmas at the track by my crib about 5.30 in the morning. They'll be on mile three. I'll hop out, get my stretch in, and I'm, all right, you know what I'm saying? I salute them when they leave, and I finish my little three to five miles. You know what I'm saying? So that brought me peace, you know what I'm saying, being able to, to, to come out there with y'all. And that was dope to me because, like you said, we both need each other. At that time, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So I like that, man. That's hard. That's hard. Oh, I got a question. What Let's was go. your first thought? Hey, there we go. Let's go. Come on, let's go. Let's what go. What was your first thoughts when you met me? Um, initially, it wasn't a thought about you. It was more about Jocelyn. Because <laughs> I knew Jocelyn was super talented. But, you know, I had knew all of Jocelyn's backstory and stuff. You know, I'm not going to share none of that because I want him to be here. If if we ever was to go into depth into those things, I want him to be there, you know what I'm saying, tell his own story because he's had an interesting one. But I think I was okay if Jocelyn bringing him. I wonder how this is going to go. What's the shelf life of this training thing? Because I was like, because I think I told Jocelyn, hey, Jocelyn, I'm not leaving my house for no bullshit. I'm not leaving my house for no bullshit. I just got comfortable in my house, you know what I'm saying? So I right, cool. You know what I'm saying? First couple weeks, we shake it. We shake it. You know what I'm saying? Workouts wasn't being finished. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? People people was, you know, or I say timeliness next to godliness. Don't waste my time. If you late, you wasting my time. We had a couple of discrepancies. But we got it together, you know what I'm saying? And you know, and I like that, you know what I'm saying? We got it together after that. So I it wasn't, it wasn't really nothing about you in the beginning. You know what I'm saying? Now I can say moving forward, and the one thing I like, I like mentally tough people. And and I'm also like little sociopathic that way. I try to push people to their breaking point mentally. Because naturally, as long as I'm not pushing nobody to do some weirdo shit that you be seeing on like, you know what I'm saying, IG people be doing weirdo shit with like weight benches on their back trying to jump rope. I ain't doing no stupid stuff like that. But I am going to find whatever your weakness is and I'm going to keep poking and prodding mm-hmm, at it mm-hmm. and I want to see how quick you're willing to wave your white flag. Mm-hmm. And you never waved your white flag. So that, cool, let's go. You know what I'm saying? And it challenged me to step my game up you know what I'm saying? Because it's one thing to train myself. It's another thing to train somebody else. I know me. I know my body. But now, cool, as I had to assess you every day. Assess all y'all every day. when Because it, it grew from you and Jocelyn to, like, something special after that. You know what I'm saying? It was, we went from just us three to consistently, what, we was at about what, eight to ten people? Yeah. Consistently, you know what I'm saying, within not even a month. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? And that turning that 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 was that little three to five months was something special, man. Like I I'll never forget that. You know what I'm saying? So it was it was dope. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to TB. Shout out to JG. You know what I'm saying? Def J Webb. J Webb. You know what I'm saying? Dre. You know what I'm saying? Shout Damn. out, shout out to Maurice. You know what I'm saying? He actually, just became the DB coach at Eastern Illinois. You yes, know what I'm saying? Yes, He's a GA at the University of Houston last year. Now he is the the DB coach, the cornerback coach at Houston. So that's dope to me. Super you know dope. Yeah, that's super dope, bro. You going at me? You go ahead, bro. All right. So, what's Division Three ball like from a competition standpoint? Mm. From a competition standpoint. I ain't gonna lie, like, biggest thing with me, like, I realized, like, competition thing. Because, like, he just said, like, we didn't, we didn't been training around, like, the the, the premierest athletes, Chris Coach, Matt Cole, like, mm-hmm. cats that's still in the league, free yep. agent stuff like that, like. Forgot about my boy, boy, my boy, Matt Cole, too. Forgot about <laughs> yeah. him, too. Yeah. And it's, like, the biggest thing, the biggest difference between D3 and any other level is knowledge. I ain't gonna lie. That's the only facts. Thing. Knowledge facts. and resources. Knowledge and resources. That's, that's it. it. That's, that's it. the thing. Bro. What people don't know, like Josh specifically, Josian, like he calls me, like he calls me every week. Still talks about like stuff that North. Park, he tells me every week something that North Park has that his school doesn't have. Like so it's funny that you didn't even say size though. No, it's it's. That's the O line, D line is kind of usually be kind of small on the lower divisions. Me specifically, our team, yes, but me specifically, who we go against, like I play in the CCIW is the number one conference in yeah. the number one D three conference in the uh-huh. yep. and We play our entire schedule is nothing but so Hit out us. of the ten, out of the nine teams we play, like six of them are all ranked top twenty five in the D one. Yep. So North Park every year has the hardest schedule. Like every year, they have the hardest schedule. Defending, defending Defend national champ, North year. Central, baby, North Central, North Central you know Wheaton College, Wheaton, Illinois North, Wesleyan, yeah, Wesley. break sack records. Augustana, like, y'all conference too. Augustana, and it's hitters in that conference. Man, and, and it's like they got, they got them, they got them cats. They ain't gonna lie, they they got them, them, them six fold, six line average linemen like that Wheaton North Central. They got them, and not having that. That turned me up even more. Like I'm going against that. Without that, how do you win now? I'm I'm on I'm on a whole another like thinking level now. How do you win without? Like, you feel me? Well, your quarterback has to be decent because your your stats is, it speaks for itself. You know, I know you doing your thing, but the, somebody got to get you the ball. At the end of the day, it's, it's it ain't even just on me either. It's it's on me, but it's it's about the coach being able to set up the right scheme. The mm-hmm. coach being able to. Put us in the right position to get the best athletes the ball, but that's the other thing. Our, our coach philosophy, he prides himself on like like the high hand. It's weeks where like if another receiver had more yards than me or receptions, they getting they getting busy that week. Like you create plays, he feeds the high hand. That's what it is. Like we feed the high hand. Like we gonna get the best playmakers the ball, and we gonna feed the high hand. Like at the end of the day, like. It's who performing. Football is a performance sport. Facts. You got to learn how to perform. Facts. All right, bro. So look, I got one. I got a question for you. That it was kind of a. I don't know, man. I didn't think it would be a big deal for me, but it turned out to be a big deal for me. Uh, like you said, you from Chicago, right? 
So being close to home, you, I'm pretty sure you're not too far from from the crib, from your from your house, from where you grew up, your family and everything. Mm-hmm. Does that help or hurt? Uh, that that played a part in me uh, staying. Actually, uh, I wanted to be to the point to where like I need to see my people. Now nah, I need to see my people in the stands. I ain't gonna lie. Like I, I, I love to look up that. You feel me? Like see my OG like. Damn it, crying. She ain't even cheering, screaming no more. She just like in shock still. Like that, that, that just it's like yeah. a, I don't even know how to explain it. It's just do something to me. Like you feel me? Like and it's like it's that. And I feel like what you were trying to ask more so was the the not home, not just the family portion, but like the everything else, yeah. like the distraction yep, portion. Yep, like, yep. like like I said, like specifically what North Park is like, it forces me away from like. All of that one, and then what? How I was grew up and raised, it forced me away from all that. Like I just know by now that, you feel me, what I'm supposed to be doing, what I need to be doing. Like, and my school forces me to do that by being like as isolated and put away as it is. Mm-hmm. Like, for sure, you feel me. So yeah, that's basically the perfect fit for you, bro. Kind of what you describing. That's dope. It was the perfect. I knew it was the perfect fit, like a little minute ago. But the most ironic thing I didn't even realize till I got till North Park to North Park was that I went to school from. So my my grammar school, my high school, and my college were all on Kedzie. Wow, that's dope. No way, you weren't right. supposed to I leave Kedzie. I lived on Kedzie. Right. <laughs> I lived on Kedzie. Eighty third Kedzie. That's your street, bro. Went to school at West House on what? Okay. What is that? On Kedzie, Franklin Kedzie, yeah. and I go to West House on Foster Kedzie. Kedzie, your street, bro. Not the name of that street, bro. Nah, nah, North, if somebody remind that North Park. That's kind of in between. You down the street from Northwestern, and you mm-hmm. right around the corner from Loyola, right? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you like a block Loyola. away from Evanston. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like two, three blocks. Yeah. yeah. Take, yeah. Okay. Yeah, two, three blocks. So you really could. I mean, well, Northwestern ain't nothing up there with some some foreigners. This the this the other thing about North to do exactly that. Like that area is probably the most diverse. Like, and not in in the United States, not just for the, sure. In Chicago, but the well, United hard. States. For sure. Yeah. I have to learn how to communicate with different races. Yeah. I got to learn how to communicate with coaches. And I got to play football throughout all of this. Mm-hmm. Keeping in mind that I got nothing but time to be distracted, right? You feel me? So now I'm not just working on how to become a better football player. I'm learning how to interact with people, how to, you feel me, build mm-hmm. and, you feel me, like mm-hmm. make connections with yeah. people that, that, that don't got nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. But that's the beauty of the game of football itself, like. You can have a kid from the, the buttfuck nowhere mm-hmm. that been lifting hay all his life mm-hmm. come over here and change somebody's life from the city. Like mm-hmm. it's facts, bro. It's different. Like it's facts. a different type of love. Yep. It'll be your brothers forever, bro. Forever. Regardless of the background, like you become you learn them you learn them, they learn you, bro, and you, you learn to love them. You learn to see how different people are, man. That that's fire, bro, for sure. You know what's the I'm gonna tell you what's the dopest thing about all this. I remember when we, when we first started training, you had an amazing COVID was that so nobody really knew was y'all gonna play in the spring was you gonna do this so in, in, at the end of the day we end up having we end up having like almost a calendar year mm-hmm. to Look. train you know what I'm saying and all that so you killed it right before the four games yes right before the four games in the spring the spring COVID games free four games so perfect definitely a free four game <laughs> you know what I'm saying now you killed it and I challenged you at the end of it I told you. Because at that point, you were just coasting academically. And I told you, you got to keep up your grades in order for, for me to keep fucking with you. Because if you do anything less than X, Y, and Z, 
You don't get me for free no more. You know what I'm saying? You don't get me for free no more. And damn the football shit. I was proud of you for the fact that next semester you made the Dean's list. 3.8. You know what I'm saying? Three point eight. God Man, damn! Congratulations you know on that, bro. That, nah, that's the, I'm proud of that, bro. Next semester, I'm proud of that, bro. And I think, and I'm tying that into the fact that just hearing you talk now about you know learning how to get along to go along. You know what I'm saying? Blending in with different races, ethnicity, cultures, creed, all those things. People got to understand, man. And it's just my personal opinion. You know what I'm saying? I didn't learn nothing in the classroom. Well, let me say I didn't learn nothing. 75% of the things that I learned in the classroom I could have taught myself mm-hmm. Man But The interactions with people From different cultures yep. Was something mm-hmm. I needed To show mm-hmm. Because sure. that's what made me understand The political constructs Of just society You know what I'm saying And how to move and shake And mm-hmm. and you know It closed that gap between everything Because you think Oh we just so different But you got a lot more things in common than you do. You do. Differences. It's crazy, too. But you got to be on that campus to understand that. You got to be within that. Sometimes you got to sit down and put yourself in an uncomfortable environment. Like, case in point, Cordell will tell you, I was in a play in college. Ah, he sure was. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Ah. You know what I'm saying? A a drunk dare turned into into me being in a play. I would have saw that from one of my forms. And we all went to school. We stayed on campus. College didn't really become, college really became fun and somewhat easy to me once you start getting into your core classes. Like, I was a criminal justice So I went to, I'm a police officer now. So what I was learning was what I was gonna eventually be doing, so mm-hmm. it was fun. It was like it was like all right, bet. And that's when I started to get the dean's list and shit because it wasn't like these prereqs that they just flushing on you that yeah. you like, dude. I don't need no this shit from high school. Exactly yeah. what he said. Exactly what he said during that time in the spring. Like, cause my major is exercise science. I didn't switch it till then. Like, I was still I was undecided my freshman year. COVID happened. And that year they came back. That's what they like. You gotta, you gotta like declare for a major. And I'm like, feel me. This was right at the time. Like we was in the weight room, five a.m. at Planet Fitness. Boom, boom, working out, working out. My advisor emailed me. Well, you have to declare for a, a major or a something, something. They find you or something, basically. But anyway, I'm they they, they had, I'm like just thinking. I'm thinking like and like without a breeze. Like scrolling down. As soon as I seen it, I'm like, oh, like. And ever since then, like, that's when you start selecting the core classes, mm-hmm. the classes that you want to know. Ever since then, everything that's been going on in my life, I cannot say that I have not learned about it from either class, him, or, like, it's yeah, resources, man. information. Like, it's just, I don't know. Like, I don't even know. Like, I can't even say it's a coincidence. I'm, I ain't going to lie. Yeah. I was just learning about Ain't no coincidence. Uh, you feel me? I'm coming off injury right now. And I'm learning about how to develop speed and power coming off injury in class right now. Like, it's not a coincidence. Mm -hmm. That's dope. It's for you, bro. And it puts you in a position where you can take control of yourself, too, because if you want to play at that next level, the average athlete don't know nothing that a trainer telling them. Exactly. They just listening to the trainer, listening, and the trainer is listening to the management. I need you to get him back on the field, so you need to tell him whatever – Toward all, whatever we need to do, you know what I'm saying? You got to get back out there. But see, now you taking ownership of your body. You're learning about your own body. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, 
Knowledge is a dangerous thing You know what I'm saying Especially at the business level When they typically Take advantage of you Because you don't know But then at the same time It's, it's an asset Because It puts you in the driver's seat Either way And There was a point in my life Where Football was everything I didn't know who I was You know what I'm saying And I think And I always told you And I always tell everybody My job is to give you What I got So you can learn What I learned Before me you know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't learn this until I think I, like, hit a wall and I was like, damn, this is real life stuff going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going graduate college. Like, they think I'm an adult. Like, bro, I am not an adult, bro. I don't know what's going on. You know what I'm saying? I was still locked into football. I had the CFL tryout the week before we graduated college. You know what I'm saying? I drove all the way to Cincinnati. You know what I'm saying? Did all that. And I'm still focused on football. But getting to that tryout is what put me in a position to understand, like, you know what? No, this is a little different. So for you to start understanding that now is dope to me. You know what I'm saying? So that's, I just like it because, you know, you take ownership of it. And it sets you up for the fact that now you understand, like, okay, cool, what if I don't make it? But now you far more ahead of me as far as, like, I like to play, for lack of better words, puppet master. Where, cool, I know I know football inside and out. So now if I can find me somebody – at 14, 15, and I can get them at least half of what I know, oh, we take, he, he, that person going to take off. And now you get to do that before me. Because now you got everything that I learned in 35 years in your head, and you're not even 25. Dang, I'm doing that, but I'm coaching yep. as well. Like, shout out to Greg Holcomb. I'm, uh, I currently work for Greg Holcomb, uh, QB trainer, Midwest uh, QB trainer for mm-hmm. Out of Kale Stream, uh, different. Uh, I also coach for Supreme Seven Hundred Seven football team. Uh, uh, ages what ten U all the way up to eighteen U, but nationally ranked as well right now. Um, but uh, recent pylon champs, Chicago pylon champs, fifteen U and twelve U. Uh, also, by the way, so uh, shout out to Supreme, uh, all of them. But uh, like, yeah, just basically that. Like, I, I pride myself on like. Taking what I that, that that's how I learn more. I've been able to realize like the more I take what I know and just put it out there and give it, the more I'm able to take a step back and see it, change it, see what it looks like, and like coaching as well at, and playing at the same time. You don't know how that feels. <laughs> also, at the current situation, like at my college, I'm literally working with the receivers. We don't have a receiver coach right now. I'm the oldest receiver there, know all the plays. And it's like I'm literally being forced in a position to where I got a coach, helping the, co- the the head coach out with stuff like that. And it's like – it's like I don't even know how to explain it, but it's like a – it's like a a different type of passion when you out there just coaching and you just see a kid do something exactly how you see it. Like, and you just see every – your work just play out. Like, it's all – I'm not going to say it's like the – because ain't nothing going to beat the, the fire of being actually – having them shoulder pads on and being mm-hmm. on that field. But coaching, I'm not going to lie, it's, it's, it's pretty goddamn close. Mm-hmm. That's what's up, man. That's dope, man. I ain't going to lie, I had a dream last night that me and Hoes was back at camp. <laughs> but see, we were – but we were still – we was like – we was in our 30s like we are now. <laughs> And it, it, ice packs on y'all. Nah, nah, out of breath. nah, nah we wasn't. Nah, we wasn't. See, I, I, I was late, like I always. I'm, I'm late, 
but this man holds in the meeting at six thirty in the morning. <laughs> I'm waking up. I'm walking over there with all the little new freshmen. It was turned. Then it started raining, but then I woke up. I was salty when I woke up. But man, oh, nah, man. so I feel you. Don't know, nothing beat strapping them on, man. Nah, Ain't nothing, nah, nothing beat that. But man, that what, national anthem. Come on, man. National anthem gets the going. It's different. What? It's so That's different. Bro. But man, look, look. I got I got another question for you, bro. I really want to ask you. Uh, I know one of I'm, I, I ask. Man, anytime I get another college athlete on here, I'm going to ask this question, bro. What is camp like for y'all, bro? Because I know for us, man, camp was crazy. Like, they ain't have all these rules that they had now. Camp was brutal for us, bro. It was ridiculous. Yeah, ain't going to lie. It is. It's, uh, it's a little bit more, like, one thing I would say, it's a little bit more strategic, a little bit more thought out and planned. Uh, like, like usually, I ain't going to lie, my freshman year, we come into fall camp, it was more so, like, I mean, you come in, I don't know. I know it was different before they changed it, but the rules used to be like you got to wait a certain amount of days. You got to have helmet on a certain amount of days. Mm-hmm. You got to have um, you got to show the pads and helmets on a certain amount of days with the pads. And mm-hmm. then, like, you got to work basically work your way into like hitting with the pads on. Yeah. When it was like my freshman year, I specifically remember us when we was coming in, and it was like so many people was getting hurt. Like, so many people was getting hurt. Like stars, like the star, our best players on our team. It crucial predicaments for years straight, like two, three years consistently. My freshman year, sophomore year after COVID, Gary, yeah, and uh, last year, no, the year before last year, like fall camp change, fall camp, not just fall camp, but everything changed drastically. Like once, like we start getting new information, like coach start to throw in a little more plyometrics, coach start to. Lighten like certain st- stuff and like add more like speed work. Like focus on the f- like the importance of like football. Like they literally took like ma- like mathematical equations to where it's like that proves it that like okay. So specifically, we'll talk about like like so force when you talking about like football, two people colliding, right? There's a literal equation to where. Like momentum enforces two different things. It's a little equation that shows and explains how, like, you can train an athlete with, like, not just like so bigger athletes like O linemen, and you got receivers and quarterbacks stuff like that. To where it's like you can, there's like I was telling you, there's a, a equation to where you can keep them within a, a injury stress, like injury free stress zone. Mm-hmm. It's called the acute to chronic ratio. Damn. Right. So like you, you literally input volume. A volume would be like so. If, uh, a, I have a sprint on here, like that has a certain amount of volume to it. You add that that volume that add volume up, and basically everything that they've been doing like recently, like with the helmets, with the with the the, the workouts, they've been putting in equations to keep us in the injury free like stress zone. We have not we have had zero injuries this in this past like entire spring ball. Last the last few spring balls we had man. Spring ball was injuries, like it was bound to have an injury. We have had no injury. We changed stretching routines. We changed the lifting. We changed the way we actually work out, the way we do conditioning. Like we don't even just do regular sprints. We do come to control, balance. You sprint 10, come to balance. Mm-hmm. The old linemen doing that too. Like everybody doing like plyometrics and, and balancing. Like he's learning like – and it's not just him. Like, the the game of football is changing. Mm-hmm. Like, we were just talking about earlier, like, basketball is changing. You got females hooping like Curry now. That's like, facts. That's, it, that's all of that is information and knowledge. D3 is starting to get that now. 
football is finna be different, especially with the transfer portal. You finna awesome. have a wave of people in the CCIW. Like, you got D1 commits in CCIW you don't even know about. That's killers, dogs. Line up against North Central. I'm, bro, what? Like, I've, I've literally seen him play. Like, I'm telling you, like, football is finna change all based on knowledge. Mm -hmm. Once everybody get enough of the information and knowledge, they just gotta see it. Kaylin, when well, she dropped 30, you finna see girls start hooping at. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. You finna see, and then like you go to, you can go, you can go look at any Alabama practice. You go any for the past, I don't know how many years. No, for the past, like you feel me, for the past since football changed, the safeties look like the fucking wide receivers, the the, the linemen mm -hmm. look like the goddamn DNs. You Facts. feel me, like Facts. everybody. It ain't about being out the no. biggest You number, feel me? Yeah. It's about movement, and yeah. and you feel me. The, you, like, and I literally just got back from the University of Georgia for a coach's clinic. And I went to Alabama, what, the year before COVID. And it's the truth. 300-pounders don't look like 300-pounders no more. They running four sixes. And them boys ain't got no stomach, bro. Flat right, stomach. You be 330 yeah. and you four got a fold. flat stomach. Come on, man. They running just as fast as the skill <laughs> guys, You feel bro. me? Like, it's different, You got man. receivers that's slower than linemen now, bro. Yeah. You got outside yeah. linemen. Think about, like, think about Nolan Smith, right? Nolan Smith... Wasn't even the best player on Georgia at no point in his four years. He was the most highly recruited, but he could never figure it out. But even with him not figuring it out, ran 4 3. <laughs> I hope we get him Knowledge. in Duval too. Because it's a different type Man, of training. I hope we get him in Duval. You know what I'm saying? It's them old school days of heavyweight, that's over with. You know what I'm saying? Even when I got a kid who can lift heavyweight, I cut them off at a certain point. Because at that point, I tell them all the time, ego lifting ain't gonna do, do nothing, nothing for you. you. Exactly. Ego lifting does nothing for you. You know what I'm saying? Your body. You lifting, you lifting like my cousin in jail. <laughs> your body literally <laughs> has, like, like once you lift a certain amount, your body literally shuts off like performance, yes. peak performance at that point. Like, there's no, you can't get much stronger than this. Like, your body literally has Man, limitations on I it to where it's that. like, you can't just like. Max out. That's why there's a such thing as overworking yourself, mm -hmm. and that was something I had to learn. Yeah. Man, that's hard, bro. That's hard, bro. I ain't gonna lie. I knew the game was changing, bro. Even like players like myself, bro. I, I knew I was more athletic than a lot of other linemen during my time. But when I started coaching, when I was coaching my kids, bro, I started telling the kids like, you know, sometimes when you got a kid, bro, he can do what you asking him to do. He can get there in time and do that, but it's just not the way you want it to look. Mm. So forget it, bro. As long as you get there, yep. I'm cool with that. Get there how you get there, but if you get there. So I knew then, like, man, stuff changing, bro. Stuff changing now, yeah. man. That, that's okay, bro. I'm, I'm all for it. That's the thing about coaching, too. Like, with me coaching and playing, it's like I got to, like, not just learn how to, like, say, take. So I found out my gift was to take information and translate it into something that's like to like workouts. So like I'd say I'll literally see a, a movement receiver do and I'll figure out how to make it better. Mm. I've so I've had to learn how to do that playing. Coaching has forced me to take the, to basically do the opposite almost. Mm -hmm. Take the the workout and translate it into a way that this kid, this 10-year-old kid is going to be able to understand what I'm saying. Mhm. Mm so now it's making me work and think in different ways, forcing me to literally create new things in my head on accident. Dope. Yes, and the dope, dope part about dope. it, it all comes back to you 
Because now you can read and react quicker when you play. Because you got no choice. That's the one thing about coaching, right? And and I argue with teachers for the last decade. You know what I'm saying? Just working, have my colleagues and all that. They might teach one way. You got 30 damn kids in the classroom, and they all learn differently. So you're in the same situation now. You got 40 kids on a team you team or the whole program and now. All right, Justin don't learn like this one. So you got to gotta be quick and just get to it. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Y'all boys, got, I got one last question, and then we cut it. We can wrap it up if y'all boys done. Yeah, let's do you one. Been, I ain't going to lie, bro. You've been going crazy, man. Yeah. I don't want to keep you for too long. I know you got stuff to get to in the morning, bro. Um, obviously, I know you think there's D3 talent in I mean, there's NFL talent in D3. We see that every day, especially the people. I know those of us that play D3 ball, we we, we see it more. We, we pay attention to the guys that go. So what I would ask you, bro, what I want to ask you, would you recommend any younger guys to D3 programs? I recommend it. Coaching specifically has forced me to see the difference between kids in the suburbs and the kids in the CBS. Like, I can really – I can sit up there and talk to some receivers on my program and tell them, like, do a split release, do a diamond release, and they understand that. And I sit up there and talk to a kid from CBS, and, like, he wouldn't even know what, a like, let alone a release is. Like, it's so bad to where it's, like, like I don't – like, it's, like, not no room for hope, but, like, it's going to take a lot for, like, the CPS period to, like – take any steps forward when it comes to like like football I feel like D3 specifically can help so many more kids in Chicago or not even just mm-hmm. Chicago but so many more kids like period exactly because yeah. like they don't understand one it's still football two I tell people this all the time if you can tackle you can play football any level and then the last thing the other thing is like if you like if you gonna ball like they gonna come find you. Facts. Regardless. Facts. Like if you gonna ball, they gonna come find. If you can, if you are good enough, they are going to find you wherever where you at play. Like, and it's like now with social media, bro. You can go like we were just talking about earlier with the basketball players going anywhere. You can literally go anywhere in a a, a, a thirty second clip. It don't even gotta be a, a, a two minute clip no more. A thirty second clip can change your life. No matter where you at, I'm at a D three. And I'm not just at a D3. I'm at the one of the lowest teams in the like re- ever ranked. 55 years straight, North Park has never won more than three games. Damn. That's why I'm here. You feel me? Like doing your thing too. It's forcing me to work harder than, than like a ten times harder. Losing for so many years literally keeps me in a how do I get better mindset? If I keep winning, how am I going? I'm chilling. Fuck, I'm chilling, bro. <laughs> I, love, I ain't gonna lie, bro. That's deep as hell. I love, I love your I like mentality, that. bro. Yeah, I ain't gonna sure. lie, man. That, that's it for me. I don't know if y'all boys got any other questions, anything like that. I'm gonna wrap it up like this: 2023, 2024 season goals. <laughs> I ain't got nothing to say on that. Yeah, Okay. I love it, bro. Okay. Okay. Man, AJ, man, we want to. I just want to say, man, I appreciate you for coming through, bro. 
Definitely a dope interview, bro. Definitely, definitely. We got to get you back on here, man, when you get some more time, bro. No, for sure. For sure, man. Um, You know what? We wrapping up the interview, man. Y'all boys got any closing remarks before we get out of here? Man, you know how we coming. Like, comment, subscribe. Y'all know our, the highly underrated sports IG, our personal IG, me, H-U-S underscore Gales, DM us, follow us. Let us know. Hit us up. Give us any topics y'all want us to hit on or anything y'all see that we need to do better or something that can help us out to keep us growing in a positive direction, man. We love y'all. You can go ahead and follow me on IG or you can follow my training page. Uh, you can follow me on my uh, personal page at agent.uno1 underscore. You can follow my training page at rack'em-up, R-A-C-E-M-U-P training on IG. Uh, y'all boys be smooth. Hey, listen. Get on board now, man. Get on board now. Show that support now because we coming. And I don't want to quote Deion Sanders, and I love Coach Brown, but just wait on it. That time coming, bro. You know what I'm saying? Get on board, man. I'm with hoes, man. Get, hey, get on board now. Hey, look, we pushing a big number on the, on the all-time views right now, man. We pushing a big number already. We only 17 episodes in, man. Get on board now. Uh. But, hey, like I always say, man, but I've been saying as a reason, man, dreams are real, bro. I'm going to keep telling y'all ain't no coincidences in life. If it's on you, it's for you. If it's on you, chase it. God didn't put it on you for no reason. Like, like man, I'm telling you, if you ain't take nothing away from the interview we just had with AJ, bro, if it's on you, pursue it. Bro, don't let nothing stop him. He took, he took everything that other people would look at and as a negative as negative and turn them into positive as far as playing D3 ball. People that haven't played don't know the talent. Going to a, a smaller school and all, he took all of that and flipped it into something that people wouldn't even wouldn't even think to do, man. So Thanks. dreams are real, and if it's for you, it's for you. So pursue your dreams, and, man. Like and, be- and before we wrap up, talent has no what division. Of course, talent mm-hmm. has no division. That's the slogan, baby. Talent has no division, man. I'm, I can guarantee you, we gonna see we gonna see AJ on the next level, man. But man, uh, like, comment, subscribe, share, tell a friend, tell a friend. We here, we coming, it's lit, man. Without any further ado, you tune into another highly underrated sports podcast. And please don't let it be the last. We out.